Hey, welcome to number 85. Let's get it going, man. Let the good times roll. This episode of the Scoda Podcast, once again, brought to you by Scofflaw Brewing Company. I'm actually going to head to the brewery uh, tonight with my girlfriend, Aisha, and we're going to have us a couple beers. I always Uber there because I get free beer, so why would I drive? If I get free beer, I'm not just going to have one or two and then just mosey on my way. If I'm going there and I'm drinking my free beer, I'm drinking free beer. Uber, and I live like four miles away from the brewery, so easy peasy, man. And I'm heading up to uh, my hometown in North Georgia, Blairsville, tomorrow. It's my dad's birthday. He's turning 63. He doesn't know it yet. I'm bringing a massive box full of diapers and Metamucil. He's going to be so pissed, but I love a good practical joke. I'm just in it for a good laugh. Oh, man, I'm not taking the girlfriend, not taking her. I'm not ready for her to meet the parents. My mom, maybe. My dad, I like to have like a, like a six-month rule. I always tell women that I'm dating. My dad is like, he's a different human being. He's a different beast. He's awesome. He's one of my best friends. But you really got to, um, you need to fall in love with me before you meet my dad. <laughs> He's me and him are just alike. We're just a he's the exact level of craziness that I am. Awesome guy though. But you know what? I might introduce her to my mom here in uh like a month. I don't know. But I'm going up there to my hometown Blairsville, gonna do some drinking, grow some ribs, all the good stuff, man. You gotta get out of the city every now and then, you know, it just gets a little crazy here, a little hectic. Work's been crazy, so I'm tired. I'm ready to have a couple beers and go to sleep, man. But this was an awesome episode. I got train fight on this episode of the podcast. Great dudes, man. I've known Chad in the band for quite a while. He's been following me since I first started the podcast. He's listened to a lot of the episodes. And we tried once before to do an episode. It just didn't, I don't think it, it didn't mesh well the first time we tried. So I had to get him back in. It was awesome. It was almost two hours of just craziness. It starts off with us talking about some crazy Uber experiences. And it just snowballs from there, man. Great, guys. Great episode. So let's get it going. Episode number 85 of the Scope Podcast starts now. Step into my world. I'm psyched. Let's go. Now you're turning into the Scope Podcast. So it's your girlfriend's birthday and you make her wait in a waiting room? That's her choice. I told her she can come in here. You, you did the right thing. You laid it down. You said, hey, you're welcome. At this point, it's out of your hands and you have nothing to do anymore. You've, you've put out the invitation that she's welcome to sit in. She has refused. You are no longer. It does not mean it cannot come back and haunt me. <laughs> It'll all, it can always come back and haunt you with women, right? Yeah. Slide in there more than you can. And she's, uh, she's a wily one. So... Her name is Jessica? Yes. Uh, my ex-fiance's name is Jessica. Uh, she's current fiance. Oh, so. I hope yours goes better than mine. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a fiance before that probably went as well as your last one. So. Uh, yes, it was uh, 
Quite a quite an endeavor. Ugh. I mean, best of luck to her. I'm dating her. Man, have y'all seen a picture of my girlfriend now? Mm -mm. Yeah, actually, I follow you on Instagram. So. I don't have Instagram. I'm, I'm way too up on your Well, life. I do, but I only yeah. have like three, three friends. Of course you can. Sweet. No, you say, bitch, give me a scofflaw. <laughs> That's what it was. I was trying to remember the beer last time. Yeah, actually, uh, our drummer started drinking it uh, since yeah. last time. Yeah. So she's not single? She's not single. She's not. I know, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Maybe she'll smarten up and dump me, and then you can go after her at that you point. Tell Jessica not to listen to that. <laughs> no, she, she's always looking for an excuse to hit me. For an excuse to hit me? You know what? She I, knows you. She doesn't need one. I love a good Pacifico, man. Sometimes there's nothing better than a. I mean, I love Scott Beer, obviously, sponsors of the Scoda podcast, but I do love a good Cerveza. Well, if you have one of those, I would like to drink one of those as well because I had that last time and it was pretty good. For, for the functioning alcoholic. Exactly. Yes. I'm here to function. Last time we had the basement IPA. This is different, right? This is the hooligan. All right, remember, when whoever's talking, you got to be on the mic. You got to talk loud. Yeah. We're just going to do this. So you that means you too, Chad. Turn our gain up. The levels are up. <laughs> so we'll just do that right there and just point and shoot at the mic. Yeah, no, I sing so I can direct my voice. But it's the singers that are always the quietest for some reason. I'm no, trying really hard. Neither one of us is quiet. <laughs> trying really hard. So this is uh, take number two for Train Fight on the podcast. Yeah, actually. And I, and I realize why. You should hear the first one. Because fucking Michael was there and he fucked it up. Yeah. Well, we also had four dudes sharing one mic. Ah, so dude, that was... <laughs> it was like having an interview over radio or like CB, you know? We're just like, what was That's that? I stopped having uh, entire bands on the podcast a little, quite a while ago because, yeah, it just becomes too much like... You know, people talking over everybody, and then I'm trying to go back and post, and um, and just never know where the conversation was with that one. That's not really a very organic conversation when you got five people trying to do like the round table. Yeah, like everybody gets a turn. Our issue is we're all very nice to each other, so I feel like we all stopped and waited to see who wanted to talk, which makes it even worse, probably. I went back and listened to it, and there was just a lot of no. I'm sorry, you go ahead. No, I'm sorry, you go ahead. no. I'm sorry, I was rude. You're like I'm <laughs> not. The first time this. we've ever been nice to each other is ridiculous. Man, what have y'all been up to? Well, pretty much recording and doing the occasional show. But you know, since the last time we talked, we did our first Athens show. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. Athens was a ton of fun. We were up at uh, Caldonia. And oh, yeah. It was... I didn't, know what, I didn't know what to Dogs. expect. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect, but that show was fun. Tons of people came, like, just coming off the street and just enjoying... There were four four bands played that night. Everything was good. Like, yeah, it was fun. Who'd y'all play with? We played with Jet Phase, Murder the Mood, Rosie and the Rat Dogs. Love Rosie and the Rat Dogs. I think that so was good. it. Um, I gotta have them on. I've if, told them. If I'm no, there is one other one. It was uh, wow, they're gonna hate me. <laughs> it's a full list. Um, no, I can't recall the name right now. And no bash to the Atlanta rock scene or the Atlanta like fan scene, but. When I go to shows in Athens, I lived there for three years. I was a sports broadcaster there, and I used to go to shows all the time. People are so much more likely in downtown Athens to just walk into a show they have, they have no idea about. Yeah. I, so Athens, I think the best part about that was you had people that were coming around the back just kind of chatting like through that parking lot and everything that just all of a sudden were like, yeah, we'll check it out. And that is something that I think happens at a few places in Athens. We'll get someone who just like, hey, that sounds good. We'll go in and check it out. Or there's an interesting group of people drinking right there. We'll go drink with them. Yeah. No, and Atlanta's always been my spot. So, again, nothing against 
you know. No, nothing at all. The one thing Athens does have is free and abundant parking. Yeah. There is a ton of that. A lot. Think about that. There was a lot of parking. There's a lot of and parking is very very important. People will go like, even if it's a big show like Metallica. Like people, some people didn't go that I know to the Metallica show just because SunTrust Park is a bitch for parking and it's so expensive. Yeah, now we we saw a show at the Vinyl. It was me and the bass player, the band Rick, and uh, we had to pay like just twenty five dollars just to get in, just to just to see the show. You know. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like at SunTrust and the Red Lot parking, it's like. For the first hour free, and then jumps up to like sixty bucks before you know it. Yeah, and if you don't get there early and hang out for like four hours, then you got to park like a mile away from yeah. the venue. Well, what I lived in Vinings for four years, so I, when SunTrust got built, I used to just walk there. I used to just walk to SunTrust. That's perfect. I miss that. Well, now that so the new stadium is right next to a buddy of mine's um, townhome, so we go to his place and just drink our asses off, and then walk over to the stadium now and I, I feel like I should have invested in a in a townhome like 10 years ago over there like he did because that that whole area is so nice now and just to walk over to it is beautiful but it's the worst for traffic on Cobb Parkway yeah like when it's like when I lived over there and I would drive over there about like 5 5 30 take you forever I've been to a handful of Braves games, and you got to sit through the traffic, and then you got to walk. We had to walk like a mile each time. Like and the Uber line there is insane. So that's the one that's like off on that. Uh, it's like that whole street. There's like a massive line of Ubers, and you got to pick like your section, if I remember it mm. correctly. Yeah, I, I got very confused. And I here's the thing: no one walks to their Uber. They wait for the car to get to the exact front, yeah. which creates the traffic of lines. If you just walked, like maybe. A couple of blocks of your freaking Uber, you'd be fine, and the line would move. But people are too, you know, too classy, apparently, to, to walk. I feel like Uber's getting weirder and weirder, though, as time's as time. I take Lyft time. now, man. I'm all Lyft. Really? I haven't done Lyft. Lyft is so much better, better than Uber. It's cheaper. It's a lot cheaper. And people are just nicer. Really? Last yeah. time I took an Uber, this is when I was done with Uber. I, I'm... I, I'm, I'm, I'm a religious person, sure, but, um, you know, I get in this Uber, and this guy has, uh, like, like head, head, head seats on the back of his headrest, you know, like, you know, seat covers or whatever, yeah. and there's a line on it that says, Judah the Lion, and I was just trying to make conversation, I go, oh, that's cool, man, what does Judah the Lion mean? He goes, that's our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and I was like, okay, man, <laughs> and he goes, do you know Jesus Christ? I was like, I'm familiar with him, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, let me tell you about him. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and then spends 20 minutes. Of course I know you. I grew up going to church. And uh, and he proceeds to tell me how much of a sinner I am and how much I need to <laughs> repent. So you hadn't met Uber Jesus yet. <laughs> You're like, he's, he's above regular Jesus. Dude, you, you ever know when a conversation goes from zero to 100 in like five seconds? <laughs> it just I was at Stone Mountain Park one time. This guy came up to me with some laminated cards. Mm -hmm. was like, Look at that! There, just the Lord, the, the word of the Lord, right there on that card. Try to tear it in half, and I'm like, it's, it's laminated, dude. <laughs> He's like, can't tear it in half, can you? It's like, yeah, that's how lamination that's works. The, that's the word. That's the word of the Lord. The strength of the Lord. I don't know, man. Uh, I got nothing wrong with like you know people doing their thing or whatever, and I believe you know whatever. But don't, I don't like when people push on me. That's all you need to yep. do is don't just... Don't try and trap somebody. As long as your beliefs don't require me to do anything, mm. I'm cool with it. You know what? So we're all around the same age. We're in our 30s, right? Mm -hmm. All of us. You know You know what college kids today will never have to experience? They have the Ubers and the Lyfts now and all that. They'll never experience old-timey cabs where you could only pay with cash. You were really... The, guy, the driver was really sketchy. 
You know, you never really knew. It smelled like throw up all the time. It was $45 to go six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should just charge the shit out of you. First cab and only cab I think I really ever got was Chicago. And I was scared the entire time because I felt like I told them the wrong address. But it was I was really young. And I didn't want to correct it. So I was like, I'm just going to get off wherever he takes me now so I don't seem like an idiot. <laughs> and I think I probably walked eight blocks back the other direction. But So no, I like Uber. Uh, there's some part of me that always likes the, the traditional taxi driver because at least there's some criteria other than you have a phone. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah, I bought this burner phone and I got this $200 car. Where are you going? Right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I could never. I've thought about I drove Lyft for Uber for like two months back when I was 26 just for some extra cash. Hated it, man. I, the thought of having a stranger in my car, I'm just not about it. Well, you know, I have a friend now who does deliveries through Uber, and that seems to be the, the way to go if you're going to work for them. Because you just, like, put a package in the backseat of your car and drive it somewhere. But they get paid nothing. Yeah, but you don't have to talk to people. So. But then I read that a lot of those food delivery people, like for Uber and Lyft, like there was video of them getting caught, like, eating food. Like, a lot of them have admitted to that. eating food. Yeah, well, he doesn't, he doesn't do Uber Eats. It's some... Of Postmates or whatever. Yeah, something weird yeah. where he just drives packages. There was a video of a guy, like, there was a camera outside the door, when, and he rang it, and before, he took some sips of their milkshake and then, like, handed it to him. Oh, yeah, no, God. that's actually my problem with Uber Eats is, like, like we need another minimum wage person handling <laughs> our food. Like, it's like a relay. Let's like, see how many people cannot uh, give right. a shit before they give me their food. Besides that, the tipping structure that they do, if you tip, you're saving the corporation money and not giving anything extra to the driver. Actually, Ooh. I saw that, and they apparently changed it since then. Or maybe it's not them. Maybe it was another. I sorry. cannot, I do not know if they changed it, but the yeah. uh, it was, like, if it's, so they they only have to pay him like whatever it is three dollars an hour or whatever. Uh, tips make up like the difference between like three and seven. So if you tip them over that, it's literally keeping them just at the minimum wage the corporation had to pay, and you're paying the rest of the minimum wage instead of that person getting extra money. Oh wow! That's how it was as of like a month ago, I think. Yeah, so I think well, since then that's actually. good. Yeah, I think it was DoorDash. It was DoorDash. But I was like, man, how shady is that? Yeah. Well, you know, we have no right to talk about people getting fucked in their job because we're in the entertainment business. <laughs> Yeah, no. We know what that's like. <laughs> I get fucked regularly by music. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, destitution until you have, like, way too much. And it's like there's no, there's no in-between. <laughs> there's no in-between. There's no in-between. There's no steady like music here's $12 or here's $12 million. I don't know. But you're not good enough for this one yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> in today's entertainment business, whether you're in radio, movies, TV, music, whatever, it's just you, you bend over until you make it. Mm. Yeah, you pretty much pay into play everywhere or every time you go. Like every single show we've ever done cost me at least five dollars because I got to put new strings on my guitar, <laughs> yeah. to make sure that they don't break during the set. They're really banking off the fact, and they're all they're always correct that bands just like making music. Like it's just fun to play, so it is a good thing for us. Technically, I guess it's a good thing for the place that we're playing at, but none of that actually goes to the band, mm -hmm. and it's just widely accepted. Like I never expected anything different. Um, we get a decent amount of some shows, get less at others, but it's well, got, definitely part of just, hey, they love to do it, so bring them in. Well, I got a buddy who's thinking about getting into the music industry, like as a little brother of a friend, and he's 15, and he thinks he's going to go start playing shows here in Atlanta the first, and he's going to make 200 a night or, you know, 250 a night. I'm like, dude, that's not how it works at first. Like, I mean, there's going to be times where you start off and you're going to be paying, like, you know, to play, like you said. It will cost you gas. Um Possibly a trailer <laughs> until you can actually get one. Sometimes parking, sometimes theft. A lot of <laughs> theft is. Sometimes. Have you ever had theft? 
Um, I've had, I had a mic stolen years ago. So I'm a singer, so I don't have a lot of equipment, luckily. But um, I've had bandmates had to deal with uh, missing cab um, and a missing guitar are the two things I've, I've never had go wrong. During music, I've never had anything, or while playing music, I've never had anything go wrong. But I grew up in a pretty, you know, rough neighborhood so uh what I'm the suburbs like, of uh kind of like uh is, is is it was the inner part of stone mountain and like yeah I've, I've definitely been like uh not robbed but like burglarized and like car break-ins and things so i'm pretty much always on edge everywhere i go mm. like it, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm looking out for the next time that somebody's gonna steal something from me like all the time so. where'd you grow up um i was born in st louis grew up in seattle oh badass yeah and then went to college in texas and came here with a girl not this not one. one not this one <laughs> not the one in the way with a different jessica and i was like well i just need another jessica so now i have that <laughs> she, does she have any problem with your ex being named jessica no she that would is be weird <laughs> she's a much better jessica so she has nothing to worry about um you dated someone with the same name as me it's over <laughs> yeah that's a red flag but that is, uh, that is no. a little weird just i Jokingly, it's Jessica 1 and Jessica 2 if we're fighting. Oh, man. <laughs> but no, it's just now she is Jessica, and the other one is Jessica, and then followed by whatever is necessary at the time. <laughs> well, that's the thing about women, man. They fight dirty. Yep. Women, they fight like men. We're, we're very rational when we argue, right? We look at the facts, the points, yep. and then what was it? What comedian was it that uh, said it was so funny? I'll paraphrase it he was like man we go in i think it was bill burr was, yeah, yeah definitely yeah. bill burr it was like you know we go in we think logical we facts with women they just like once they feel it going off the rails and that they're losing they just start firing everything at you like hail marys well he was he was right he said you know they totally will argue the point and and it's you're totally respecting them <laughs> but the second that they realize they're losing you know, yeah and they go off rails like my girlfriend she knows my biggest fear is growing old alone and dying alone. That's my biggest fear. So like, last time we were arguing, it's got to the point. I was right. I, I was so right. And I was like, you know, sticking there, like Bill Burr said, in those in the pocket, you know, just taking my shots. And it's like, well, you know, you're probably gonna die alone. And then I just go, and just get so mad. And, uh, she knows that's how they get me. So Jessica, A, Jessica, be, best Jessica, the one out there. Is it A and is, B or one and two? <laughs> I, don't. I really can't. We're not gonna go into labels here, but. Um, her best, for some reason, works really well against me as a silent treatment, but she doesn't have to be silent for wrong, because anytime we're fighting, she'll just do the, okay, and then she'll be silent, and I'm like, all right, and then I say one more thing, but it doesn't matter what I say, it just ends up going in her favor, and so she does that a couple times, and I've argued myself out of any type of solace or victory I'll get out of anything we're doing, and she will win, and I just apologize. Yeah. I don't remember our last fight. I've because... never never had a problem with the cheap shots. It's always the nothing. Yeah, please. That's always what gets me. Shots, like, I need some seriously important information right now. Step on my cubes. Something. Yeah. <laughs> Give me... I, need, yeah. I, I need something other than, no, nothing's wrong. Yeah. No, I'm fine. Everything's perfect. You're doing great. <laughs> oh, what, are you, shit. what are you doing? I'm just setting the house on fire. Nothing's wrong. <laughs> I just do this sometimes. No, I only women understand that. Like, do we think getting punched in the nuts, like, hard, is as painful as giving birth? Oh, I don't man. think you could compare the two because it's really just a screaming match at a certain point. Okay, and so I had a... Or do you have a... Yes. Yeah, let me get one of those bad boys. He's a functioning alcoholic, remember. Functioning hard here with Scofflaw. You want to know? Um, and you're welcome to a Pacifico. Oh, thank you, thank you. If you can figure um, out how to open them. 
All right, so... Open them with my mind. I don't think getting <laughs> your cubes punched or anything is the same, but I, I have had a pretty large kidney stone, and the doctors and nurses told me that that was more similar. So I was driving down 85 when this thing hit me, and I ended up puking outside my window uh, all the way up 85, getting back to the hospital I need to go to. And I had a kidney stone that started to go and blocked my entire kidney. Is this the kind of stuff everyone wants to hear? Oh, this is great. <laughs> so, blocked my entire kidney. I was in the most pain I've ever been in in my life. Um, they had to get a doctor in there to get it removed or they were going to blast it. And so I had 12 hours of pain that Dilaudid and morphine did not help. And it was just constant. And the nurses and the doctor said, this is more like birth. And I was like, this fucking sucks. So, no, I wouldn't have a kid. Personally, just the same way as I don't want another fucking kidney stone that knocks me on my ass for three days. I just want to get to the point where we're not comparing hardships. You know what I mean? Like, no, I've got it worse. Like, we don't have we to just, compare. I win. We just need to respect, you know, that like, okay, like childbirth's an insanely painful thing to go through, and you got to respect the shit out of that. I, I just feel like if I get had one kid, I'd be done. I don't think I could go through that mm. a second. But they say women forget about the the pain, and that, that's Is it why easier the second time. I, I mean, it can be. No. I, I'm I'm shooting for zero, you know. So like, I know every I, time I get like, hit in the nuts, it's never easier the next time I get hit in the nuts. Chad <laughs> might be pregnant. And he's and like ten years from now, my kid listens to this and is like, "Fuck you!" Like you know, <laughs> I, that's okay. But like seriously, my goal is to not not have to you know rely on like having a child to continue my legacy, you know, or whatever that is. My goal is not to give birth to a kidney stone. Yeah, <laughs> not that's again. Too. <laughs> so when you were when you were in Seattle, is that what got you into the music industry? So, in Seattle, um, I was there into my teens, and I was, not to date myself, but uh, I was a little younger, but I was there when Kurt Cobain committed suicide. Wow. Um, you know, Soundgarden was getting big, you know, Alice in Chains was going on. It was my first real introduction into music, because everything up until that point was what my parents were listening to. Not that they were holding me back from anything, but I didn't know like, how to found, find my own stuff. So, my first real album um was actually stone stone temple pilots and then um was uh stabbing westward were my first two albums and after that i got nirvana and i had one of uh, green day not dookie insomniac where mm -hmm. so i had like this collection of albums and i that's what i grew up on i think that probably does come out in our in our music but like those bands that was back when cds were going i was wearing those cds out like they were just scratched up and I'd have to try and save money to get a new one be like alright I can't go without stabbing westward for a month and I fucked this one up already so let me earn for another one Yeah. so had probably a huge influence on what I do we've had people say that you know it, we have like a, a 90s vibe to us sometimes mm -hmm. it's probably where it comes from well it's not our fault that there's that anomaly that everything that was like grunge that was awesome came out of that corner of the country mm -hmm. the Mud Honey Soundgarden yep. Alice in Chains Stone Temple Pilots Nirvana all those are like on the top ten for me, you know. Like those guys, just that sound, you know, is what is what rock and roll I think should be. It's like the line between hard rock and metal. You're like you're you're heavy, but it's not screaming, so you're not pushing people away with that that style of vocal. And I, I still love metal. Like Lamb of God's one of my favorite bands, but grunge I think hit the mark. It's like it's it's everything that you want to make your parents say this music's too loud. Yeah. And, and you shouldn't be listening to Well, I mean, a ton of Soundgarden songs. Super heavy. I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. Never screened, but heavy. Yeah, no. It's, that was also a uh, an insanely talented voice on that yeah. one, which just pushed it over the top. It was like you had great music, and then you had Chris Cornell on vocals, and it was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, what? I recently started a, like a solo venture that I've been doing and playing open mics. I actually just played Eddie's Attic last week for the first time. Amazing venue, by the way. And uh, Chris Cornell and um, Scott Weiland from Stone Temple Pilots, they're two of my biggest influences by far, just because of their versatility. Like they're they're amazing. Like there's no denying that. You, the second that they start singing, they're like, man, that dude can sing. <laughs> like that's that's what I want. Like that's what I want to be able to do. Chad's a good singer. Oh, I thought you were about to talk right there. <laughs> that's actually where we split the duties. I, I'm I'm like more focused on clean singing, and mm-hmm. he is the screamer. Like I want to be able to scream like him. Like I I can't do the good the guttural, luck. the gritty like tear your throat up type screaming. I would kill to be able to scream like that. I like that, but I've also, like I said, like Chris Cornell, I've used a lot of his songs when I started taking vocal lessons. I used all his songs to learn how to sing. And being able to hit those high ranges is a lot of, without sounding like an 80s metal vocalist. You know, what I mean? you know who one of my favorite, my favorite screamer is probably? Uh, the singer of Memphis Mayfire. Well, great screamer. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. I don't know that one. Memphis Mayfire, yeah. I think so. I would like Chad to be able to scream and take some of those duties because I could do that. But I also like the idea that he's doing the screaming and then I can come in with the backup and it's clean. You know, our newest yeah. thing, especially going to the next show, is we're getting Chad used to do some backup vocals. Then we kind of stopped doing it. Now we're getting back to it. But I would like to have help because I'm going to start. So I'm learning guitar, and he's going to learn, I guess, more of the singing. Well, stuff. we've been talking about doing a, like an acoustic thing, you know, like uh, like a double album, but like half of it's acoustic, half of it's electric. And when it comes to acoustic stuff, everybody just loves when you do the backup vocals. Cause oh, yeah. There's so little instrumentation when it comes to acoustic music. But the second you start doing backup vocals, everybody's just like, ah, it's amazing. Yeah, I'd love a little help on here. You know what? I have two employees, not employees, they're... They're helpers, but you know what? They sometimes come, they sometimes don't. I have an executive producer now on the podcast, and I have a booking coordinator slash... Uh, you know Michael. Who's the other person? Lindsay. She's uh, my new executive producer. She just came on a couple weeks ago. So where's Michael today? Michael is working at McCray's Tavern. Well, shout out to Michael. He's awesome. No, it's going great this time because he's not here. We're going to go <laughs> to McCray's after this to let him know how much more smoothly this went. In Lawrenceville? Uh, you know, what's, you know what's funny about Michael when I first Wait, saw. We'll go up there another time. Michael actually looks a lot like someone I knew, but I didn't. I wasn't like exactly on good terms with, and so I was kind of like, "Is that the same guy?" And then when I met him. I'm like, "Okay, it's not the same guy. That's cool." He hated him. No, I didn't. no, he's cool. You didn't like my book and court. I'm just kidding. Cool I hate him. Cool he is a cool guy. He's a, he's a he's a loyal person to the podcast. He's loyal, man. I uh, can always count on him. I like, that, I, I like when we came here last time. He was like, you know. Good to see you, or like you know what? He was like he was excited about. It. He insinuated that that he knew who we were, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> he knows everybody. He's playing a band here. Really? Who? Uh, back when they were Whiskey Tango. Oh, I know Whiskey Tango. Those guys he's, are awesome. He used to be their bass player. Actually, huh. those guys. Um, no. I know, like it's a total fluke that I know them. I know them through my friend from middle school. Mm-hmm. His roommates with the lead guitar player. Uh, yeah, Andrew. Andrew Goosey. Yeah, I love Goosey. Yeah, uh, the only reason I know them is because I like reconnected with him at some point. He was like, "You guys should play shows with him," and we did. We ended up playing Smith's Old Bar and uh, Connect Live in Ackworth. Hey, where were y'all for the thirtieth birthday bash? Probably. Well, shit. 
What was that? What was it a Friday or a Saturday? It was a Thursday. A Thursday? Yeah, it was my fault. Don't enough people have badgered me about <laughs> it. Guys, I couldn't go. I saw that you sold that out, didn't you? No, that was their 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 album release show. I feel like that was they said that was sold out. Maybe they sold all their tickets. I don't. know. They really sold know. they sold out their album. I I'm talking about my thirtieth birthday bash. Oh yeah. Yeah, at Smiths. We said we were going to go to that, and we didn't go to that. We are pieces of shit, huh? No. Okay. <laughs> okay, when was friend. your birthday? Uh, the the party was June six, Thursday, June six. Oh, you know what? Actually, I think that that was that was like a month after our Caledonia show, and we kind of had like a split right after that show where we were like involved in like personal shit for a little while. We didn't play a show from May fourth until actually this one we're playing again next month, August twenty eighth. August August twenty eighth. That's this month. Smith's Old Bar. Yeah, we haven't played a show since May fourth. Well, y'all are playing August 28th or September 28th? August 28th. Yeah. And we're actually playing September 28th, but that's a different thing with uh, Murder the Mood from Athens. We're playing at Sweetwater. With we so y'all are playing in 10 days? Yeah. yeah. We only play on 28th. Yeah, if you're releasing this on Wednesday, then that means it'll be the next Wednesday. So. Well, damn it. So, uh, okay. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. y'all had a show. Yeah, you should come. You could. Let's see. Where was that one at? Smith's? So I'm putting out one on the 21st that I recorded last week. Y'all will be the 23rd, so Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Y'all so will be the bonus episode on Friday. It will still be the next Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, we're actually playing with Bleach Garden again. Um, we played with Bleach Garden. Uh, Blood Plums, their punk band, and we played with them before a long time ago, 529, and uh, then it's also In the Whale. They're from Colorado. They're apparently a pretty big deal because they're verified on Instagram. And now you have to go through a whole fucking thing to get... I don't know In the verified. Whale as much, but I do like... Yeah. Uh, Bleach Garden. I really enjoy their stuff. Those are my boys. Yeah. Bleach Garden is just a, blood, a group of blood badasses. Blood I remember from a while ago. It's that, so, was, that was fun, too. The, the interaction we have with Bleach Garden is strange because I've heard of them before I like was introduced to them. But then uh, Brandon ended up playing drums for them. Brandon Solon, mm -hmm. and we knew him from our very first show ever as Train Fight was with his old band Broadhead. Really oh, like Broadhead. Then, I wish they yeah, could. they were amazing. They ended up releasing like three albums or something, and then broke up. But then later, I met Joey and Jamie, and like now, just the whole band, the Bleach Garden. Like I'll I'll go see them any, Wait, any day. Y'all haven't introduced yourselves real quick. I'm sorry. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> My name is Daniel. Nice. I'm the lead singer of Train Fight. And I, and I am Chad. I play guitar for Train Fight. Nice to be here for the first time ever in life. <laughs> we should have introduced each other. That yeah, that gone. probably would have worked out a little better, but it's, you know. Bunch of selfish bastards. Yeah, yeah, There's two other members. They're not here right not now. Not you know, they're <laughs> It's a two-piece. It's a two-piece. It's a, well, don't let them hear that. They're important. They're the rhythm they are section. important. They're pretty good. Um, but, you know, they got stuff going on. Ricky Brown and Nathan Williams. Ricky Brown is the bassist. Nathan Williams is the drummer. And... Both of them have uh, a very interesting style that I have not found in anyone else. So, as as weird as Ricky is, I feel like I need to say that. Like as weird as Ricky is, his bass sounds are are always wonderful. Yeah, we actually had someone stand in on bass one time for a practice, and it was horrible. Worst experience of my yeah, life. Yeah, <laughs> it was not a good time. So yeah, no, we don't like to use the word irreplaceable because they're totally replaceable. <laughs> But Everybody no, in a band is replaceable. No, 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 they're not. Like they're, my job. That's the other thing about Train Fight that we've been pretty adamant about is that, I mean, I've known Nate actually since sixth grade, which is weird. We kind of uh -huh. lost touch for a while. And then Ricky's been friends with Nate for a long time, and Daniel's been friends with Ricky for a long time. So we're all such old friends that we already decided, like, if anybody has to leave the band or we have to break up the original 
configuration. Just call it something else. You know, mm-hmm. don't do the Alice in Chains thing where you go on with lane st- without lane statement. Or Stuntable Pilots with Jeff Goot. What what the heck Dude, is up with that? They Why did, are either of them sticking with the old name? They did the new singer three three or four mm-hmm. times now. I think mm-hmm. it's it's Chester n- Bennington thing. For you them for can't bit, replace he? Scott Wyland. I mean, Jeff Goot is really good. I've seen him twice live. But yeah, with the just if you go listen to like the first two albums, first three albums, the the, the his ability to sound like a different person whenever he wants. Scott Weiland is totally irreplaceable. The idea that they had the notoriety they had and they didn't just call it something else, like they still would have been able to get people out. You know who did it right? Queen. They, they're now imaging it as Queen with Adam Lambert. Yeah, Sublime did that something helps, yeah. like that too yeah. without uh, Bradley. Oh, yeah, Noel it was Sublime it. with, oh, what was that guy's name? Rome. Sublime with Rome, yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah, why not at least do that? I feel like that's a little more respectful to the guys that are well, missing. Well, the only exception, actually, you know what, I, and I take back what I just said just a second ago is, is uh, Alice in Chains. Because Lane Staley was an integral part of Alice in Chains, but I also actually found this out from Brandon from Bleach Garden. But uh, you know, um, is it Jerry Cantrell is the principal songwriter for pretty much every. So every single lyric you've ever heard Lane Staley sing, for the most part, was written by Jerry Cantrell. Was well, that with the Stone Temple Pilots with the, the Leo Brothers? Uh, no, uh, the uh, is Adam. Was it Adam? No, maybe I don't know. Um, I know that they work together on the instrumentation, but Scott Weiland wrote the vocals and the vocal melodies. What about Journey? They got the Filipino singer right now. They're still going on as Journey. and Yeah, I heard about that. I heard they're insane. Is it good? Yeah, I heard I heard that the guy is on point. I, oh, I mean, the guy's 100%, but, um, I mean, I saw them live when they played with Def Leppard back at SunTrust Park. Well, you know, there's no universal truth to any of this stuff because it was an ACDC, Bon Scott, one of the most popular vocalists of all time. They bring in Brian Johnson and... Released the most successful <laughs> rock and roll album of all time. Last I checked, it was 165 million copies. Sold. This sounds similar. As 165 well. times platinum. With Bon or Brian? Back in Black. When they released yeah. Back in yeah, Black, yeah, yeah. it was because the family of Bon Scott said that they would, they thought that Bon Scott would have thought that he wanted to, they wanted to you know, continue the band. Yeah. So and I think uh, it just boils down to if I really like the first iteration of a band, then they should add something to the name. Is it more about the name or who's in it, though? I think that the name is sort of a tribute to the members themselves and that if you have a huge change, like sometimes you can switch, like Guns N' Roses did a bunch of changes before and it wasn't huge, but when you lose, like when they lost Slash... It might just be the singer, though. Sometimes you can't get rid of the main music writer. Like if it's it's like, like what we have, like where it's like I write a lot of the riffs to go to our songs... And then he comes with the vocals totally independently. You know, that would be a thing where if either of us quit the band, I'd be like, nah. We'd be and, fight trained. But it's the same thing as, like, you know, if, we, if Ricky or Nate ever had to leave the band and be like, you know, let's, let's, we already have the notoriety as train fight. Let's call it something else just out of respect. Right. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it's like, I, I put it as like, I'm all about the name. I, I respect the name more than the people who are in it. Because, like, take uh, a football team, for example. They're changing constantly, like you know. But you're still into the Atlanta Falcons, regardless of who their quarterback is. Or I think it's definitely situational, you know. Because the Rams should not have left St. Louis. Yeah, well, throw that out. I there. don't know. I don't know about still all that. Still angry. But. Are we, is this personal? <laughs> it's a little personal. I used to go to Rams games. Yeah, I don't know. I'm upset. But is there anything in St. Louis? <laughs> My grandma. <laughs> she is pretty cool. <laughs> Other than that, the Cardinals and the Blues. 
Wait, this isn't St. Louis in, in Missouri? He's, yeah. he's turning a whole city against us in a single podcast. <laughs> well, is it Come Missouri? on, St. Louis, we got him. Is there anything in Missouri like besides St. Louis? Kansas City, half of it. See, I was so surprised when I found out Kansas City wasn't in Kansas. I was just in Kansas City, and that was week. that aren't was there, three no, months. Aren't there two Kansas cities? Nope, one Kansas City, and it's split what? by the Missouri River, I think. Really? Yeah. So we um, we're looking at geography. Well, there's some work stuff. By the way, we were on both sides of Kansas City, and they were like, "All right, so for this, you have these rules and taxes, and for this, you have these other rules and taxes." I was like, "Man, that sucks for being one city." Question. Yes. Is Kansas right by Missouri? Yeah. Oh, see, I, I'm even worse at ge- geography than him. I thought Maine was in the Midwest. You got Missouri, you got Kansas, and you got Colorado. Are you shitting me? I thought Missouri was in the south. No, Missouri is pretty much central. Missouri and Kansas are right there in the middle. Wow, so, I'm really bad so at I whole know geography. St. Louis got- is south of Chicago. So I thought Missouri was by Tennessee. No, what? North Carolina. All I know is you got Kansas and you got our Kansas. And our Kansas is a <laughs> it's totally, not near Kansas. It's a totally different. In case thing. you're trying to go there, <laughs> uh, I'm just, I'm bad at geography. I, I've never even been outside of the country, man. Well, how applicable is geography? I think it's applicable. <laughs> applicable. Thank you. Applicable. I'm with him. Applicable. I'm, I'm with uh, Heaton over here. Okay. Well, let, let's let's talk about like you know how to say things phonetically or whatever. But it's funny the amount of people that call me Heaton. No, everyone. Most people in my life do call me like they don't call me Jackson. They're like, Hey, where's Heaton? What's Heaton doing? Everyone calls me Heaton. I don't get it. Well, you that, have a good I'm last name. You called it. Thank you. Yeah. Is that wrong? No, it's great. Our morning show uh, host Southside Steve calls me the Heater. So it's like caught on. It's like, and now fans of Rock 100.5 will say, hey, man, can I get a heater t-shirt? Well, so you know what's now so, you got to make heater t-shirts. What's so right. weird about pronunciation to me is that, like, you really just find out what kind of person someone is when they're like, it's not pronounced like that. And you're like, you know, if it wasn't, like, totally damaging to my point, then you could probably just let, them, let it slide, like, with different dialects and things. I just disagree. I, just, I hated it, and I'm glad he <laughs> stepped in on there because I got you back. Like, say that. Say, how do you say it? What do you what? No, it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter. Is that uh, Beckman? Is it? It's Dan- Beckman. Dan- Danielle. <laughs> I used to have umlauts. <laughs> no, see, everybody comes from a different place, and so the way they pronounce things is totally unimportant to the point that they're trying to make. Unless like, they just suck at everything. Like, you know, do y'all know uh, <laughs> Sorry, Sash the Bash? Yeah, yeah, I know them. So I had I had Sash in the uh, the other day because Ben Davidow from Buzzards is playing yeah, with her now. That's how I yeah. know them. Yeah, and so they came in here, and Sash is from Birmingham, England. And so I, I just, the entire time I'm just sitting here like this. I love accents. So I thought, Thank you so much for having us on, Jackson. Change mine. Oh, I can change mine too. I have such an understanding for different dialects and pronunciations because, like, I had a friend who lived in Europe for a long time. He was on a road trip. Two guys from Manchester and one guy from France. And the guy from France actually had the audacity to ask the guys from Manchester to stop talking to one another because he couldn't understand the English they were speaking. <laughs> it's like, eh, you know, to each their own. Like, I, I learned, I think it was in high school, like, if somebody said something and it was wrong, just just let it slide. It's better, <laughs> it's better to just let them do their thing than to be that person who corrects everybody on everything. Like, yeah, there's always that dick. You know that, who that dick is? It's my brother. Me? No, oh, it's my brother. Shit. Oh, I know those people feel like they're doing people a service by telling them the correct way, but like sometimes it's just like, just let it go, you know? Like, just let it go, Daniel. I feel like Chad's not <laughs> letting this go, and that we've hit on something here. Well, no, Daniel's... Daniel's what the, are you saying incorrectly this We've gone to you. kidney stones to correct grammar. Daniel, Daniel's the person who, uh, when, I, when I first said, I learned that the, the word preface, when I read it, I first learned it through writing, and I thought it was preface. 
and he oh let me gosh. know that it was pronounced preface. And I was like, yeah, that's that was a cool thing to let me know, and I appreciate that to this day. But there's other things that are, you know, like... Are you saying other things I've corrected you on... Are no, we, I, are we mad at each other right now? You're not that. You're not that dude. <laughs> Train fights breaking up on the Scoot podcast. <laughs> you're, you're, Welcome everybody. Here's what happened. It's it's not very typical of the people that I surround myself with. Typical. Constant. Yeah. T- <laughs> typical. 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 Do you want a Pacifico? Listen, if you're gonna make fun of my <laughs> accent, I ain't gonna be here. I'm from the mountains of North Georgia in Blairsville, which yeah. are awesome, by the way. Mm. I I didn't realize, so when I moved to Atlanta, I was like, okay, I'm in the South. I'm in Georgia, Tot, whatever. And we went up to the mountains up in North Georgia. I was like, this place is freaking beautiful. Like, I had no clue. I was coming from out West, um, for one, and I was like, man, I'm going to miss mountains. I miss all this. And then I was like, damn, this is like a just a different type of beautiful down here. So I was really impressed with Georgia, and I did not expect it. No, I, so I, and I mean this yeah. as, as, <laughs> as... What is it? It's not sensitive. I mean, this is humbly and as grateful as I can say it. Like, I grew up in Blairsville where it is, was 99.999% white and 99.999% Baptist Republican. So, yep. I grew up with one lifestyle, right? And then I started going to college in Athens and I was like, wow, there are other people than white people around this world. <laughs> Like, what I just people go, doing? They're having a lot of fun. Uh, like, what are the, um, was this, is this a new civilization here? No, it's just... It, it's like, Southern Baptist, too. Yes. I believe, because I, I knew about Baptist, and then Southern Baptist was like a different animal uh. when I got over here, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, they speak in tongues. <laughs> you know, what's funny about it is I was, I'm pretty much exactly the opposite, because I, you know, I grew up, and was, I was the only white kid in, in basically an all-black school. No. And so the first time I ever got called cracker, I didn't even realize it was a racial slur. <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and the guy's like, cracker? And I'm like, is this, what is this? <laughs> is this supposed to be upsetting? What's what's going on right now? I don't understand. See, ours yeah. is a flip. We had one black guy, and he was the coolest dude ever. Like, everybody loved him, but no one wanted to fuck with him. Because, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, there's a black guy in our high school. He was a transfer and all that. He was all of our best friends. We loved him. But it was a culture shock. We grew up in, a like, thinking one way and, you know, a certain way of the world, and then... You venture out. Well, that was most of, my, most of my childhood was honestly being like introducing people to the idea that stereotypes are not necessarily <clears throat> accurate. You know. Yeah, I didn't know I Texans existed till I moved there. And I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck are these people doing?" Only queers and steers come from Texas. <laughs> you I'm don't scared. look like no steer. <laughs> I've heard that a lot. <laughs> I lived in Texas. Where did you live in the Texas? San Antonio. Ah. So I went to. Uh, College was in uh, San Angelo. It's Angelo State University. We used to drive down to Mexico uh, pretty much every other weekend. And it was, looking back on it, I wouldn't do it again. Um, but it was uh, it was crazy. Do you have to have a passport to get into the Mexico? Not when I did it. Ah. Because yeah. I'm old. Yeah, it's back in the 60s. Yeah. Well, there this was, was, well, no, it was 2000, it was probably 2004, 2005. Whoa. I was doing that. Yeah, I went to Tijuana one time from San Diego and you didn't need a passport. You just need an ID to get back. I uh, almost held a drug runner's bag and went to Tijuana, but my boss stopped me. So don't we've go all to been Tijuana there. with that. Yeah. We've all been there. He slid it under me at a bar north of Tijuana on the California side. Doesn't doesn't really matter what he was you're like, doing. Watch with- this. And I was like, cool. My boss was like, Why are you doing this? And I was like, he just wants me to watch his bag. When I when I came back from Tijuana, it was the sketchiest experience because the guy's like, country? 
He doesn't, he doesn't specify what he's talking about. He just goes, country. <laughs> and I was like, United States? <laughs> I read a story about a guy who said, Los Estados Unidos. <laughs> Which I was Spanish for the United States, but yeah. they cavity searched him. Yeah, it, was like, <laughs> it was not a funny joke to the... Uh, if I was at the Mexican border and they said country, I'd be like, the United States of America. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're Mexican now. <laughs> uh, you know, I saw something really cool, though. This is like the, uh, with a heartwarming, heartwarming story for me. Um, at the border, they, like, you know how you have the fence right there? There was, like, some company or, like, nonprofit that was setting up, like, seesaws. In between, so kids from the Mexican side and kids from the American side were like playing on these seesaws together. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was really interesting. Ode to America. I, I don't know. I don't want to say about it, but it was cool, and I would have jumped on one of those seesaws. I feel like I saw that, but you know, I saw it on Reddit. I'm part of the internet generation, so I've seen so much. <laughs> it all blurs into this one. This guy's topped out. Uh, he doesn't yeah. need anymore. How are the tacos in Mexico? <laughs> so, all right. Really good. I'm really glad you good. asked me and not Chad. No, really good. I have good. a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> they really good. They authentic. Or I had nachos <laughs> almost every time I went there, and it was so it was very different. Well, you There's know, nachos. The, the nachos. nachos that we're used to are pretty much an American thing. Well, that yeah. makes sense because these were very different, and they were um, so they they did cut them into triangles, but they were really thick and more more fluffy, they, but also hard. They cut your nachos into triangles. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Some of them in squares, probably. But no, the nachos are fantastic. I didn't. I don't think I remember the tacos. Wait, so why were you taking issue with me saying that they were good? No, I just I just felt like that was my story, and you took it from me. Oh. You know what I really like about my girlfriend? So, um, you know, people have comment all the time, and they'll say, "You know what I love about this podcast? Y'all just have the wildest conversation. It goes everywhere." And I was like, "You know what? You're goddamn right." So, the reason I like my girlfriend, uh, total sweetheart, she's hotter than hell. You know, it doesn't need to be as sweet as she is because, like I said, if you're a hot woman in this world, you can get away with pretty much anything. And I've always said, if I was a hot woman, I'd never pay for anything again. I'd be selling that, you know, or like, you know, not selling it, but I'd be using any way I can to get free shit. I'm with you. Oh, I totally would be. Oh, dude, if I was a hot woman, oh, yeah. Oh, I'd totally be using just it. Me and think, hot dudes everywhere. I think yeah. you just totally dropped the bottom out on the conversation. <laughs> just like, oh, yeah, if I was a different gender, my God. <laughs> hey, how do you feel about tacos? All right, here's. <laughs> but the reason I like my girlfriend. So, so she, you know, she, I, was, I started grabbing her guitar, and I can play like a few chords on a guitar or whatever. I'm not musically inclined whatsoever, but I can play a few chords, and I started singing. And it's like, Jackson, you have the most beautiful voice. Like, babe, I literally have the singing voice that would shatter glass. Like, my deep voice does not translate into a baritone at all. And I and she's like, Jackson, it just it transcended, though. It's so beautiful. I was like, Aisha, there's no reason for you to have to be sweet. You literally hold the power. You hold, you control the sex and everything. There's, <laughs> there's, you've won. There's no need for you to give dole out compliments like that. But God bless her for trying. Well, does that speak to the, the, the genuine nature of what she's saying then? If she doesn't have any ulterior motive. I was going to say, it sounds like she just, she probably really likes you. If you're bad, maybe you sing a little bit and we can yeah, tell maybe, you how much she loves you. Maybe you suck. We don't <laughs> know. How, uh, I played this in the last couple, but, you know, I'm going to play it again. Here we go. Yeah, where is it? Where is it? This is a world, third, third scope, world premiere. That's not Biblioteca. Scoped you, podcast exclusive. You can't say third world if it's the third time. All right, you got all right. a world third. You ready for this? You ready? ready? You ready? All right, bring this it. This is Jay Money recording a rap song. 
Oh, right. I know his rap. This... Oh, hi. I'm that guy, built so fly in the silk boat, I don't know why I'm built so fly, but I am no lie, oh my, roll by on a low ride, huffy, city on the peg, shelf toast, puffy, cuff rolled up to my calf, class off the ass, bad, but swag like buffy, gotta be the one about the bullet, I'm a sin, but I could have been about a man, even though I wouldn't be zen, but I go sip it, I'll 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 sip it, i will sip it 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 do like Gabrielle Sippy. If you see me with the chick bee, no diggity. It'll be giggity, 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 giggity. Gotta send it like a letter from above with a woman that I love. Uh, till I get it like I live. But if my baby goes gay, I'll say, you go gay, baby. <laughs> work that crib. Work that bib. Work that kid. Scribbly, flip that car. I don't want to Jesus. Be that a point of Reese's Pieces and a Kit Kat bar. I want everybody focusing on getting me to let him in and kick it for the betterment of innocent Americans who never want to settle for the pop or not because my bedroom rocks and the beat feels because I'm knocking when I sweat my socks. I'm pop for the level of sex. From the tip of my toes to my head to my gorgeous knees. Uh. You know what? I'll say that not only was that impressive, but... If you were playing it at the same time you were rapping it, that was insane. <laughs> I would say you're better, faster than slower. Totally. I like, like the, the I like the where fast the slow. I, I don't think I, I I couldn't do that. I like where the song got hyped up and you immediately <laughs> got hyped up. Like <laughs> I found lyrics online and I found a beat and I just thought they went together. I don't know. Did you write some of that beforehand? No, because I, I no, no, those lyrics were online. I, okay. None of that was my. Creation. Okay, I was gonna say because it, it felt lo- felt a little like the like the yeah. you always hear about the radio station freestyle, yeah. like the rapper. They're like, oh, check I out this, some of those. They're check amazing. out this hot freestyle that this guy just came up with off the spot, like he didn't know he was going to the radio station to freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I love watching those. Like this guy goes I to. A, thought about that. Yeah, the guy goes <laughs> to the radio station. And he'll like. I watched a video of someone in uh, L.A. went on the morning show with uh, Ryan Seacrest or something, and he like just freestyle for five minutes just like a freestyle for five minutes just coming up with it. you don't think he prepped anything for that or so like you're telling me yeah no I didn't spend <laughs> 16 years practicing freestyle alright <laughs> on a on a train fight note with that I didn't write lyrics for the first couple years we played and I made up everything while we played live shows that's cause he secretly hated us and he was just being <laughs> wait you made up lyrics in a live show every show so hey, every actually, show was no what there's a, there's a video online uh, it was Athens Georgia Live Music that posted the YouTube channel and there's a video of uh, our newest song I think one of our newest songs and he totally made up the lyrics <laughs> on the spot it's so still that's out there. a bad example because there's like three words in it. But no, even, you know, even before that, it, like yeah. our first few, more than our first few shows, like I made up everything. Like I was like, all right, I think I know what this song, like I, I know what it wanted to be about. And I just went up there and made well, it go. And not and not always great. Like I had someone come up after a show. And hey, if like, y'all have hey, empty beers, can you put them in there? Yeah. Well, that, see, that the reason that that's frustrating to me is because he's so like perfectionist about everything we do. He wants to be ready for everything. But like I'm the Not type, I'm the type. Like I like to, I like to just, to just go for it. Like you know, I don't know if you know the story of uh, Jimi Hendrix playing in front of the Beatles, mm. but like they had just released Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Please yeah. go grab Jessica and bring her in here, please. This is really bugging I'm me. I'm telling out. you, if we get her on the podcast, Rick and Nate will never let us in. <laughs> She'll. Uh, no. I think this is mostly because she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I don't think she, she doesn't have to be on. I just want. I just feel bad. She's just sitting in there. She's like Nate. She doesn't want to be on the spot. Is there an issue with her out there though? No. I can bring her in. There is an issue. All right, let's bring her in. All There's right, so this gives me some. This gives me some time. All right, so so the Beatles had just released Sergeant Pepper's the album, 
and it was three days later that they were going to a Jimi Hendrix show in London. 20 minutes before they go on stage, Jimi Hendrix decides they're going to cover Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the song. Really? And so they learned the chords 20 minutes before they went on stage. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, shit. And he goes out and he covers the song. They said that this is something that could have destroyed his career if he hadn't done it correctly. It was something that was derivative or you know not inspired. But he goes out there and he blows their minds. And then he goes and he hangs out with them later. He, he knocks on their hotel room door and Paul McCartney answers the door with a joint. And he's like, here you go, man. That was fucking great. Like, that was the moment where we could have seen Jimi Hendrix fall into obscurity when said he blew the minds of the most successful, arguably the most successful popular music artists of all time. Like, absolutely ridiculous. How old was he? You know, he was 24 when he started his career and 27 when he died. Yeah. So three years, three years of playing music is the only reason anyone's ever heard of Jimi Hendrix. But the other thing that's interesting about his career is that he basically lifted Buddy Guy's style and played it at a faster tempo. Yeah. That's why I don't know if you ever heard of Buddy Guy, the blues artist, an absolute legend, but he does not care too much for Jimi Hendrix. All right. I just felt so bad. You were sitting there and, like, you know, please sit down, sit down, have a beer. Man. You want Pacifico? That's all we have left. We have one oh. Scofflaw. You like Scofflaw? No, thank you. She would not like the uh, the beer here because then she'll want to get on the mic and talk. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. I'll drink that if you don't want to save it. Happy you birthday to, to Jessica in the corner. In the corner. You want a beer? Yeah, no. Uh, you, 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 uh, yeah. Uh. Oh, yes. If you open me one with it. Of course. Thank you, sir. <laughs> this is the uh, style of opening beer where if you don't mind a little bit of plastic. Ooh, that was sexy. I can see why you date him. He's <laughs> very course, skilled. If, if, like, you follow, right now. <laughs> if you follow like modern one science, day. you know that anytime you drink water, you're drinking a little bit of plastic. A little bit. Not, what? Yeah. Well, that's not true. There's microplastics. As I say, there is all. There is they, plastic in it. They just found microplastic in permafrost. Wait. Anytime you drink any kind of water, or water out of plastic bottles. Ninety something percent, as as far as I understand. So those are coming from streams and everything that are in places that have plastic. Like plastic is. Well, they did. A, they did a right study now. on bottled water, and yeah. I think the ones that aren't just hardcore distilled have some certain amount of microplastic in them. They said that they, the one comforting fact is that there's no proven scientific disadvantage to consuming plastic. Yeah, they don't know the effect on the human body yet, but I think yeah. the first Icelandic glacier to melt ended up having plastic in it, which they were surprised by. And then they found plastic in the lowest we've been in the Mariana Trench. Yeah. So they were kind of like, ah, oh, shit. I think we got it everywhere. No, we, we, it's kind of like with lead in the 20s or 30s. We kind of yeah. fucked ourselves at a certain point, and now it's just plastic everywhere. So, so now, I, now we fix it. I recently came out of the closet. Fantastic. I re recently did. Is your girlfriend going to listen to this or what? Jessica perked up. <laughs> <laughs> I recently came out of the closet because I am a huge fan of the hard seltzers. Oh, okay. you know what? I saw a friend post something from Bush. They said they're doing 17% yeah. all by volume. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Like, but so I, I've been in, my, in the comfort of my own home, I drink Trulies. You know, and Scofflaw. Truly's hey. and Scofflaw. Yep. Right on. Fist bump with Jess. <laughs> yeah, that's her. So on the beach, it's Truly's. And I did drink Truly's because I drank all of my beer. I drank Truly's the last day. 
They were not terrible. They're fantastic, yeah. aren't they? They're like it's like it's like healthier than beer. It's not as filling as beer. Is it healthier? Yes, it's like ninety calories. Ah, oh, shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. What you're drinking, Hoogan, probably 180, 200. Yeah. Yeah. Standard beer is like 200, 250. Actually, Corona's I think ninety calories. Corona Light is ninety calories. No. Oh. But but the seltzer water, like I said, the reason I like it is it's not as filling as beer. You can drink more of them. And so we were at, me and uh, my girlfriend, Aisha, we were at Breaking Benjamin Chevelle in Three Days Grace on Thursday. And I was like, I got to drink beer. So I was wearing my Rockwood Under Point Five shirt. I was there working, not working, but they're representing the station. And I was like, you know, I got to drink beer. I can't drink Trulies or uh, in a, in a freaking rock shirt. But then towards the end of the night, right before Breaking Benjamin, I got me a Truly. And I felt so liberated. Right, wait, which flavor? Blackberry or wild berry? Does it, yeah. does it matter? Yeah, yeah. So you guys have a lot in common here. Yeah. I can hang out with both of you on the beach, I guess. That's oh. what happened last time. And like, I, I, I drank that truly so loud and proud in my Rock 100.5 shirt, and I felt liberated. Was that the... Uh, I came the, out of the closet. What that size day. can was that? Do they have? Do they come in bigger cans? You know, that, that's the thing, though, about alcohol versus like culinary experience. Like people that say you you gotta acquire a taste for beer, it's it's totally weird thing to me because it doesn't matter how much you like beer, you kind of like getting drunk more. Yeah, you know, like and so someone who's like a like a head chef or something that just knows good flavor, they know that like bitter is not usually what you're going for, and so you know, what tastes good is always looked down upon in the drinking community. Like I hear people say that uh, whiskey, certain whiskeys, they taste like shit, and it's like. Whiskey tastes like shit. Like that's the point. <laughs> it tastes basically like a barrel. You're not. That's you're not tasting point. like holy yeah. shit. That's good whiskey. No, Damn. My, my favorite scotches and whiskey. Like whiskey's my drink. Don't get me wrong. But my favorite scotches and whiskey. The difference in the flavors is the cask that they use. So you're like, oh, this wood tastes better than this wood. Like <laughs> I'm a gin guy. I like gin. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh. It's not something gin that gin tastes like shit. Yeah. No, <laughs> my buddy uh, or a buddy, a guy that I I've. He connected with a few times. Ryan Reynolds, he owns Aviation. Aviation oh, Gin. Ryan Reynolds? Yes. The act Deadpool? Yes. Interesting. Yes. I have I, I have weird... Hold on, fr- I'm, I'm, I'm warming up to Jen. Go ahead. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much the entertainment business, though. Yeah. I, my, my second cousin's best friend's former roommate is... Ugh. You know, yeah, I like I mean, like, but, we, but I've gone to parties in Atlanta that I've had to sign non-disclosure agreements for. Yeah, that's yeah, an know, insane party. That's the weirdest part about playing like in music. Like we're like like making like a hundred bucks a show, <laughs> you know. But like I know people Don't that are brag making like on the air, dude. I know people that are making like twenty, thirty thousand dollars a show, you know. And you're just like, if only I had no integrity. <laughs> we're right. And I just, here. <laughs> no, well, yeah. when I got my own show on rock, and you know, Atlanta's market market seven for radio, so it's a big deal. And so then like I I got my own show when I started started growing and the podcast started growing. You know, it's downloaded in thirty five countries now. This is the podcast. No, this is the best okay. podcast. Rogan has time. a podcast. Have you, have you ever but, listened to my podcast? Actually, yeah. No, I've listened to like the first forty fifty episodes, dude. You kidding me? Say, you're asking the wrong. Are guy, you kidding me? I was I was watching it. I told you last time we got together. I was like, I'm not really in a hurry to get on that podcast because the longer we wait. More people will be listening. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like I, the buzzards of fuzz. I was I was with them when they told me like we need to get this guy to stop talking about us because they think we set this up. Like <laughs> <laughs> they think we started the scope podcast. But no, like I listened to pretty much all of the first 30, 40 episodes, and I listen to them still from time to time. But like you know, I 
was when I was working in an office, I would mm. drive 30, 40 minutes to work, listen to the whole thing to and from work. Dude, you should listen to some of the actors I've had on. Like, yeah. I, now that I've, got, I've gotten into the acting scene here, and I've had uh, Michael H. Coles in Bad Grandpa, Jason McDonald, who was in Vampire Diaries. He played... Uh, uh, is, he, is he a hot guy? Oh, that's the one. Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm big. And uh, I've had uh, Catherine Dyer from Stranger Things, who played Agent Connie Frazier. That's cool. Now you know Uh, I'm totally going to get into acting because Atlanta is now casting like season three of Ozark. Yeah, yeah. Stranger Things season four. They're asking for all different types of actors. Yeah, they don't care. Smallest. You can you can look like Daniel, and you'll still get a a part. Daniel's a handsome man. Thank you. You are. You have a very handsome face. I appreciate that. I mean, they're looking. Leave the room, Jessica. Well, you you just started an argument. That's not true, Chad. We appreciate you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're I want to rub something on your forehead. <laughs> or on your bald head, I mean. We have no, a couple yeah, guys well, that work that are doing the, no, the acting thing. They're going in to do, like, tryouts and everything. I, you know, I'm... I hope I'm, you don't get offended by much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she, I, got the, I got the shaved head because I, I told myself I was losing my hair in my early 20s, and I was like, as soon as I get to the point where I got that bald spot on oh, the back yeah. of my head, I'm, I'm shaving it. And, like, I still get people that come up to me. That I had this girl come up to me one time and was like, you know, you look so much better when you uh, grew your hair out. And I was like, yeah, I fucking know that. Thank you. <laughs> like, I realized that that, that, was, that was a better look for me, but you don't understand that, like, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing the best with what I got at this point. I, I like, was the same. I think last time y'all had y'all, I told you I shaved my head. Because mm-hmm. uh, when did y'all come on? Uh, April. April of this year? Yep. Are you shitting me? No. It was not April of this year. It was. I'm as surprised as you are. I was here. You were here too. You know it what? Was, it was not April. There was no way. It could have been April of last year, but who gives a shit? You know? Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, holy shit, that was, was it in April. We we've been around. We've been around the block. What we're counting on right now. What we're counting on as a band is our street cred. We want someone at some point to be like, oh my god, these guys have been playing music for like. Over half a decade. Yes. Yeah, we have. We're like Whiskey Tango when they first came on. It's like yeah. six years before they finally came on to the yeah. podcast. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They put the work in before they ever looked for well, any sort of notoriety. Well, here's the thing. Like, I mean, I'll get, I get probably 30 to 40 emails a week from bands wanting to come on. And that's why my list, my list is so backed up. But, you know, there are certain bands from the beginning of this podcast. Like I knew Chad from very beginning almost I started this yeah. podcast. No, you you added me as an internet friend. And actually yeah. what's funny is I knew who you were before. Yeah. But that's only because online, I fucking hate that culture of like just add everybody you can and then delete people who ignore you. Yeah. Like I can't stand what we've become. Because back in the sixties or the seventies, it was special. Being an entertainer was something that was special. It was like, oh, you have something to offer. And now we're like, oh, yeah, I'm here at 11 a.m. taking a shit, you know, just just updating you guys on me taking a shit. See you later. Like, so everybody wants to be a celebrity now, and we're at the point where it's not interesting. Like, if you tell someone you're in a band, nowadays, if you tell someone that you play music, you've worked your whole life to be a musician, they baseline assume that you just suck. Yeah. Like, that's all there is to music at this point. It's like, when people come to us and tell us, like, oh, you were a pretty good band? No, you don't know if you were good or if you're good musically until people go, you're amazing. And then you go, yeah, yeah, thanks. And they're like, no, seriously. If you don't hear the no seriously part, like, they're, like, reassuring, like, ah, I know I've told people that they're awesome. Because I've seen enough bands that are, like, 
I won't say mediocre because I'm not going to talk shit about anyone, but like people that were like doing okay, and they tell them that they're the best band they've ever seen in their life. You know, like I was in a cover band for like three years, I think, and every single person at the end of the night would tell us, "You're the best band I've ever seen." Mm-hmm. And then we never see them again. Well, here's the thing. Back in the day before social media, you really only, unless you lived in the town where they were playing or certain like stipulations, you only found out about a band when they made it big. Like, you know, and then you, and now with social media, you can see a band from the very day one. Like, exactly. And follow them. So, no, yeah, I actually, I, I had a girl ask me one time, she was like, how do you, how do you explain to people that, you know, someone should come out and see a band? I was like, this was when uh, the stir was the stir. Now they're like machines, you know. I've been following them since the beginning. And I was like, you know, them. I saw them at Star Bar one time. And I was like, you just tell people, just like I told people about this band. Like, they're insane. And they're obviously one of the best bands. They're like, they're on course. If they continue where they're going, they're going to be big. They have everything they need to be big. And she's like, so you're just telling me that I should tell people that doesn't sound right. Like, that's just that sounds contrived. And I'm like, yeah. That's where we're at. You need to tell people 10 or 11 times that a band is good, and so they can ignore it 10 or 11 times before they're finally like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like, and, and that's sort of where we're at. Like, People don't really care unless you're already doing something that's noteworthy. Well, it's like, it's like what I was going back to before we got off on that. Train Fight, and you especially, Chad, you're one of the originals of when I started this thing. Like People I connected with... And that we're gonna, I was gonna have on, and then I just got busy. Like there was like seventy episodes. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we're on episode eighty-four or something like that. Shit. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I think I think y'all will be eighty-five because I got to put or 80, 84, 85. and like people will like be, I got to get on right now. I go, guys, podcast isn't going anywhere. Like, and then there are bands that like that'll email me and that have been played. They've played one show. They don't. They have like maybe two original songs. Like I don't do tribute bands. I don't do right. tribute bands. I don't do cover bands. I have no nothing nothing but respect for those people. Right. But the podcast is all about original music, just just personally. And so I turn down a lot of people that are that have only played one show. And I'll ask around because I know everybody at the venues here in Atlanta. And I'll be, hey, have you heard of this band? They're like, no. And I got to keep the integrity of the podcast alive. So I'll be, hey, just play some more shows, get a little bit of a name with some of the venues, and you'd come on, like. You know, you, you guys were so patient in waiting. and um, Well, you know, there's no point in force. It's like I said, like, I'm totally against the, the modern-day social media thing where, like, you just constantly update every day. you got to have content. you got to be able to... No, I don't care about letting people know we exist. I care about having something new or interesting to to offer. And, like, it's... We were talking about this the other day at practice. It's something that I've, I take very seriously, but, like, we have, like, three or four EPs worth of unrecorded material and it's because every single show that we set a set list for is under the basis that someone has come to every single one of our shows and guess what no one has come to every single <laughs> one of our shows there's no way my mom doesn't that, live in georgia by no, the way, so that, otherwise no one could come to every single that. thing we're doing but what we're doing is still we're switching out new songs for old songs old songs for new songs like we're trying to make sure that if you saw the last thing we did that it's still interesting to you. So I think where we're, we're at musically is, um, for one, trying to record ourselves is a lot of fun. It's a, it's a big learning curve. But, you know, we've had, we played for probably a year and a half 
maybe two years before we even played a show. We were just jamming in a yeah. back bedroom. Yeah, no, officially um, we were a yeah. band in 2012, just, but we've been together since 2010. Like, just getting mm. drunk and playing music, and then finally we're like, hey, we should remember some of this music. <laughs> yeah, no, we actually... <laughs> we should write some of this down. Yeah, <laughs> everyone said yes, and I was like, I'm not going to remember shit, and I'm redoing it when we play. My, my favorite part about the band, actually, was that they didn't want to hang out with Daniel because last time he came over, he broke the screen door <laughs> trying to open it. And when, he, when we first started practice, he ignored all our calls. And we were like, we just got to get him to listen to the music and he'll come over. And then when he finally came over, he was bringing, bringing and killing a 12-pack of Bud Light every single practice. False. Didn't bring, never brought Bud Light. I yeah. don't drink Bud Light. Yeah, that's what he says now because of his sponsors. But <laughs> the point is, he was killing 12 beers a night and then we all crashed there. But then eventually... He was like, okay, maybe I should only bring a, a six-pack. Maybe I should. <laughs> like, and then once he finally started curbing his drinking, we got to the point where we were like, yeah, let's write some stuff. Let's record some stuff. Are you sponsored by somebody? No, we're just fucking with uh. <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm sponsored. Uh, Jaeger in Hollywood Holocaust. We had a Jaeger machine in our practice space. That what was it called? Hollywood Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, that's... that was my first band. Yeah, they didn't care about shock value at all. Yeah, that's that was a that was a full on. I'm gonna metal. edit that out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a full on metal band. There's some good songs with it. No, uh, yeah, actually, I... we're not all alive now, so you can, cannot be recreated, unfortunately. Um, Hulk, yeah, Hulk. yeah uh, <laughs> I like no, it. I, I still watch some people. of their old videos. There's a video of him wearing a dress, playing a Halloween show. Strong, sexy. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's a full length dress. It's, it's it's a song. No, it's a song called "Rape and Coke," and it's that on. Is, it's on the. Yeah, that is one song of a few. It's amazing though, because he he starts the song and he's wearing a wig, and then he like flings the wig into the crowd in the middle of the song, and it's like it's still one of the most metal things I've ever seen, even though he's wearing a dress. As Daniel, grown up, <laughs> stop talking. What's the scariest thing you've ever done? Hey. I'll stop Ooh, talking. Uh, jumping into a quarry. You're entering it next. <laughs> well, you told me to do something, so I had to be contrarian. Huh. Jumping into a quarry, I think, at night was the scariest thing I've ever done. What do you mean jumping in, into a quarry? So in San Antonio, we uh, had quarry. <laughs> I uh, like that. Uh, uh, we had quarries. Beer burps. <laughs> surrounding it, and you're, I mean, I don't know, 60, 70, 80 feet up, whatever it is, and it goes into water. And so you're, it's dark, and you're just trusting that the water is deep enough, and there were people who died there every year, and it was something we just did as teenagers, and I was... I had to do it because I wasn't going to not do it in front of everybody, but it was, it, I'm surprised I didn't take a shit on the way down. Like people died jumping yeah. in? Oh, people wow. died every year jumping into the same quarry. The way you told that story, I thought that people just died every year. Did you hit something? something? Did. <laughs> huh? did you hit anything? No, it was all water. I guess you just have to, if you're not in the right spot or something, you could probably hit some rocks or something. But yeah, oh my God, was, why would you do that? Because uh, girls. Oh, right. <laughs> It's general home The power boring. of the woman. Now, and this is where when you grow up, now I have Jessica over here in the corner that would stop me from doing that because she mm -hmm. loves me instead of me feeling like I need to do that to gain love. He's also old enough that he has assets. <laughs> and I will hurt my knee at some point during the whole thing. Possibly. I too am in a serious relationship. <laughs> I, was talking, I was engaged to a woman named Jessica in my mid-20s. And I said, me too. Mine didn't work out so well. And then everything fell apart. <laughs> and then we started talking about kidney stones. And, yeah, uh, we've been around. You should have been here for the whole thing. Because we're an hour and ten minutes in right now. Oh, hey, that's cool because right. our last one was only 40 minutes. So I What's guess thing we seriously done? should blame Michael. Yeah, no, fuck kidding. Michael. <laughs> fuck you, Michael. No, Michael's cool. Let's blame everybody sharing a mic. Four people sharing. Chad, what's the scariest thing you've ever done? 
Uh, when I think about it, I was running from the cops when we were kids. Um, we were hanging out in a, it was a neighborhood park, and the cops like shined a spotlight on where we were all hanging out. We weren't doing anything illegal, if anyone wants to listen to this. Nothing illegal. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we got to this point where we knew that if we could get across this clearing, we would be at my friend's house. That was, it was like a subdivision in development. And there was like a, it was a foundation to a, a building that hadn't been built yet. It was like 15 foot high wall and then like a quarry, like he was talking about, like a, like a hole. And it was like a zigzag all the way across to like dry land. And everybody's like, oh, I, don't, I don't know, I could die if I like lose my balance. And I was like, well, fuck it, you guys go here and get arrested, I'm fine. And so I just led the way and walked across this zigzag concrete, it was like a 15 foot high wall, it was about a foot across. And I just did the like the like the drunk person walk across the wall and made it across. And everybody followed me immediately after because they were like, yeah, yeah, dr- jail sounds like shit. So. All right. So there are things that everybody, people will say they're open books, right? But there's something in every one of us that we can say you've never told anybody in your life. I want to hear something that you've never told anybody. I want you to tell me. Front of her? Yep. Front of Jessica. Front of your fiance, the woman you're going to spend the rest All of right. your life with. This is relatively recent. Or when 10 she years. Looked, when she looked over at me at the end of Stranger Things season three, those were tears. I haven't told anyone that. I just put my head down. I was just like, no, I'm just tired. But those were tears at the end of Stranger Things season three. Is that true? Do you remember Agent Connie Frazier in Stranger Things? She, I interviewed her on the podcast. She was great. Yeah, which is cool. And don't act like you didn't ask me that because you said it's okay to cry, but you were joking. And I was like, huh? <laughs> I was crying. It was deep. It was a little deep. Hey, good cry is great every now and then. This is the kind of support I get, by the way, over here. <laughs> Chad? What, what, something I've never told anyone. Anyone? Tell me, baby. Yeah, Tell this me. Is, no, this is easy. This, uh, is easy. this is the trust tree. <laughs> no, this is this is this is easy because I don't want easy. No, this is easy because something that that people don't understand about me is that that music is basically the whole of my identity. Like I can't wait for the day that someone's like, "You need to play music today, or else you're not going to be able to make money." Like that's my whole thing, right? So something that I've never told anyone is related to music. It's that freeform jazz is technically the most impressive music that's ever existed. Duh. Done. I've seen it in San Diego. It is pretty impressive. You can't fuck with freeform jazz. You can't. What is freeform jazz? Freeform jazz is basically jazz music that's changing tempos and time signatures on the fly. What's the time signature? Time signature is basically the way that music is divided. So... Like, I have a song that I wrote for my, my acoustic thing. It's 6-8. And people don't understand that it's not 4-4. Four, four. They don't understand. Because most, 85% of popular music is 4-4. Four, four, and it's either in the key of A or E. I don't know what any of this means. Yeah, exactly. That's all so, true, actually. This is why I interview yeah, bands. Yeah. yeah, no. So, musically, up, from a theory standpoint, people that play music, this is, this is the thing that they, they study for. But the, your average music listener, they only care if your music's in 4-4 four, four and if it's in A or E. But freeform jazz is insane. Have you ever listened to Coltrane? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, nice. Coltrane has this song that if you speed it up times a thousand, it sounds the same. 
Coltrane's his last name. Yeah, John Coltrane is obviously his name. But I'm going to be honest for a second. I'm going to be honest. Cole's new album is in, is in sevens. Yeah. Oh. Or the uh, new song is in sevens. That's a great song. Uh, Fear Inoculum? Yeah. yeah. So I'll tell you something I've never told a man. I know nothing about the intricacies of music, right? Nothing about bars or, you know, chords or how you play. I'm just a geek and a nerd of the music. I hear a song and I can, you know, it sounds good. I'm not going to ever say, you know, oh, that's a terrible song, you know, because I'm not enough of a critic to be able to say that. You know, I know what good music sounds like and I know a lot about music history, about bands and all that. And I know I love the music that you guys play, but uh, lost my train of thought. Damn it. Train of thought? Train fight of thought? Train fight of thought. Oh, so, I should have done my own man. So I, uh, I don't know a ton about that stuff, <laughs> but... <laughs> baller! Hey, we're not videoing here. You didn't. No. She got you. Totally. Uh, alley-oop. <laughs> anyway. It was an alley-oop. Anyway. So I don't know anything about music. I'm like, you know, the intricacies of it. I just, I have a platform that bands want to come on, and I love interviewing people about it, but I don't know a ton about, you know, the intricacies of it. So I, um, first off, I get that because I know way less about music than he knows about music. I know that I like music and that I, whenever we're playing music, I can feel music, but I don't know our amperage. I don't know, like, what kind of cabs are going to be better for whatever sound. I know what kind of mic I like, um, but I don't know any of, of that other stuff in, like, Chad and Ricky, they know everything. And Ricky, I'm like, Ricky, sometimes I'm just like, damn. It's like, our bass I, player. I worry about that. Our bass player is actually a master electrician. Yeah, he is. No, he's he actually a everything about the actual technical aspect. Been to school for it and everything. Yeah. No, he's he's insane. Like he he had a guy. He was we were in the middle of practice, and he's like, yeah, I'm I'm sending pictures to this guy of like these fucking diagrams that I need to send to him to be able to pass his test for being an electrician. He's insane, and I'm the same way. Like with music, like music theory, I understand that like breaking it apart and knowing what's good and what's popular, what people respond to, what people see. I like where you're at more because that's where I'm at. Where I'm like, I like the way this sounds, and I like what happened here. I can't necessarily recreate it without trying or explain it. Yeah, yeah, or explain it. But I know it sounds good, Mm -hmm. and I know what I'm feeling and what I. You know, I know where to hit notes and everything, but like I'm just going off of that that feeling and that vibe. Like I don't have any other dog in the fight as far as how to set my shit up or anything. I'm just I'm just a conversationalist. You know, I just I'm just the guy that has the platform that people want to come on and talk to, and I know how to I know how to bullshit my way through it, and then like we'll get the uh, the other kinds of talk and all that. Well, to be fair, it doesn't really make anything but unpopular to know a bunch of stuff about music. You start telling people about this is not like, an interesting conversation. No, like him if you want to get into like it. okay, uh, Tool, right? They really they took off recently when they saw their stuff streaming. A lot of Tool songs, basically six notes. Wow! And people will get pissed if you tell them that because it's seen signatures though. It's their way yeah, of representing the stuff, and it is interesting in terms of time signatures and the way they split stuff up. But you know the 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 theory behind it is incredibly complex. If someone and likes it, what, you've done it right. Yeah, well, there's they only don't, t- you don't do it right for them. Crazy fact about music, and I don't know, you know, people know this or not. Most of Western music, if you're talking about the guitar, talking about bass, twelve notes. Everything you've ever heard, everything you've ever loved, everything that made you think 
that that thing that you thought when you heard that song you loved, when you decided that this was a thing that defined a moment in your life. It was part of a 12-note scale. The chromatic scale is 12 notes. That's why they have those. I don't know what that means? That's why they have those double dots on the on mind. the guitar. Twenty six letters. Twelve. Everything you've ever read. Yeah, no, it's true. Everything you've it ever is loved. True. But no, if you look at a guitar, twelve frets. <laughs> I think you're wrong. I hope all it's the way up to those double dots. Twenty five. It's, it's twelve <laughs> notes repeating. <laughs> H I J L M N O P E R S T. Hey, no, you're forgetting. You're forgetting about leap letters. 26. Uh, is it 26? Yeah. 26. No, Thank God. Wow. Woo! What about the double R? Congratulations, oh, you, sir. Yeah, that's my. That's been my favorite part. What about what about the double R? Oh, is that was a double R. Spanish. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Do you know that's genetic? Oh. <laughs> 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 no, I can't. You know, it's really interesting. You know, who Steve Vai is. Yeah. Steve Vai, arguably the greatest living guitar player right now. His entire band. Can roll their R's, <laughs> and that's a genetic trait. They can or can't. They can. All of the the entire band can roll their R's. I, and feel, I feel like that's a gene- a com- a common thing that people can roll their goddamn R's. There's a there's a uh, there's a you DVD. You my band. It's a no. Fuck you. There's a it's a live DVD where he actually points out that that's a genetic trait, and that by some really? coincidence, he obviously didn't discriminate to hire his band, but by some coincidence, his entire band can roll. Is their it a R's. true roll or like a full? I feel like I do a false roll. Well, just like if you can like roll your tongue into a burrito. That's a genetic trait. Same with the W. I think you can. You know, a W? That's not a W. Mm. Well, That's it is a technically it's, a, it's as much of a w, w as you can make your tongue, but it's a, a genetic trait. That's okay. Oh, There's a big difference between a W and a V. That's not a W. I might have helped you in the '60s, but not here. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it's good. We're good. What else you want? <laughs> You got any more questions or what? <laughs> I was just looking at you. Stare at Chad for a minute. See no, what we comes can, out. We can do that. It's the Danny DeVito dead air. <laughs> no, so, so Chad, you and I have known each other for about two years, right? More or less. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the scene in Atlanta has grown so much in two your two year two yours. Yeah, two yours. <laughs> two and yours. Ten, what about two of mine? <laughs> Is it the same? Two years. It's, it's in two been, yours. I drunk a lot of bar. Uh, yeah. Do I try to pee? Huh? I wanted to pee too. Later. After. <laughs> this isn't Joe Rogan. You can't just break the thing up to go pee. We well, she pee. can host for a minute. You want to host for a minute? Oh my God. Yeah, she does. Yeah, no, she you want to host? No. She said like no, three just, words. You know oh, these no. people. Just talk to All them right, for a you minute. You and I go pee. You guys talk for a second. No. Let's do that. Let's know. Oh, I man. think that I, I think that if pee. we don't do that, then we'll be more inclined to finish the question portion. I don't know about that. I feel like if I get my pee out, I'll be able to answer questions instead of like yeah, I'll be able about to pertain to pee. I'll be able to ask more questions. Can like, you what's pause your favorite it? thing? I'm be like, I don't want to pause it. It's well, if you your... can't pause it, I'm not going to go. Well, no, no, keep it rolling. And then, like, oh. I want her to host for a second. Yeah, that would be. I nice. want to go pee, and then you can go pee, and then you can go pee. Oh shit! This is like a this is a train. Can I start? Is it a is it a fight <laughs> over the train? Go, go. I'm out. Right. Don't take a beer with you. I'm gonna. Don't, yeah. Don't. Don't, don't take a beer. Me. He said. Don't. He's gonna take. Other me. way. He's Please go tell him other way. Somebody. Uh, I think he. Oh, uh, he went by. I saw him. You're gonna have to host for like a minute. You're gonna be the host of Scode Podcast. That's downloaded in we 35 know, countries. We know you're going to cut everything. <laughs> no, it's downloaded in 35 countries. You're going to host it for a minute while I go pee. <laughs> so 35 countries going to be listening to you. 
35 entire countries. 35. And we're here, part of the Skik, Skik, Skik 101. Kicks 101.5. Last countries. time we did this, we were across from Kicks. And I don't. We were in my personal studio. Kicks 101.5. My personal studio is unusable right now. Are you going to cut that? No. When I say kicks 101.5. No. Because I don't talk in country. So, how do you do dedicated musician, Jessica? Fine. You're welcome to sit in that chair. She said, she said fine. Said fine. Yeah. Are you shy? Oh, that's a terrible thing to be on my podcast. That's, yeah, that's true. You know, that, that's why dating is so hard for me because the girl I have now, she's really great, really gets my job. But when I go out, I get a lot of attention. Like if I go to local shows or I go to shows or I'm out and, you know, I just, I've just spent over two years getting to know everybody I could. So I get a lot of attention. And so girls are always like intimidated by that. And they're like, I can't handle your lifestyle. I'm like, whatever. Holy shit. All right new man. All right. Am I going now or are you going? Oh, I'm going now. Jessica can either uh, host this or uh, Daniel can man. sit over here and host. All right. One of us, this is, I, I feel like host. I, I, no, you can ask me any question. Let me host. Want. Hold on. Let me host. I'll do this. No, no. Oh. That was one of the options. Really? Yeah. Too. It was one of the options. All right, no, it's cool. We're good. Cool. <laughs> We're good. I'm going to host it from this side. All right, guys. If a cucumber was smaller or bigger, would you be more inclined to use it? This is Kicks 101.5. <laughs> I... I'm about to start some smooth jazz. Smooth jazz is pretty much the greatest genre of music. If you didn't, this understand, is why he wanted me in that chair. If you like did, this is everything that's happened. This is why. Keep going. If you didn't understand why smooth jazz is the greatest, this is a terrible music time signature. That you're these people, these people have signature in it. They've gone to school for 20, 30 years. Was it 20, 30? This isn't. I like smooth jazz. Four four years. They've gone to school for four years in order to be able to play music the way that they Jessica, do. Jessica, jump on here. Come people, on, we gotta get your voice on here. People need to be more understanding of the way that music is produced. So the cucumber it, thing. Is it, you want it bigger? It, it, <laughs> is there cucumber? Just, just it's bigger or smaller. What's, what? What do you need? It, I don't. You you're not vegan. That, you like vegetables? Yeah, I am actually vegan, but only because I like upsetting people. Jessica, save him. I, I got, Get over there. It's not... Go. You understand that. <laughs> freeform jazz is basically the greatest genre that's ever been created because the reason that people don't appreciate freeform jazz... All right, off the that, record, that, that last song we did, how did you it, feel about that? The I, one that we had never written before. Oh, yeah. No, a practice. Huh? Yeah. You want to talk about that? What? I love freeform jazz. And the reason that I love it is 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 more to do with the fact that, you know, I'm just, you know, a lover of music, you know, and, and the fact that people love music is the reason that I love music. I'm going to make a wild guess here. I'm going to say bigger cucumber is what you're looking for. Actually, what? Don't talk shit about me. I'm going to... Yes. No, we didn't. But you know what? I'm well aware of the fact that as soon as I leave the room to go to go use the bathroom, that you guys are just going to talk nonstop. First off, shit about I talk me. nonstop shit at you here just now. Yeah, it doesn't so. matter. Here's, here's, here's your chair back. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you. Wait, this is my right, go right. I went left. I know I that was that. incorrect. Oh, thank you, Chad, for warming up the chair. Right, don't, Fuck that don't guy. Don't listen to that. <laughs> don't listen to it. What'd y'all say? It's freeform jazzing. What? 
Chad's an excellent guitarist, but he did just talk about freeform jazz for the entire time you were gone. Really? Yeah. You're going to love it. No one cares about freeform jazz. It's not true. I care that it's out there. <laughs> it doesn't hey, play an active role in my life. Hey, this is y'all's podcast right now. This is uh, whatever y'all want to be in or not be in is up to you. So, all right, here would be some of my questions for you. Okay, ask um, me. I, well, uh, no one asks me enough questions. Like, so it's like, God damn it, I'm the host. Like, I bring you on. Ask me some questions. So when you're interviewing someone that's uh, like big, yes. Um, do you do it like in here or is it like a bigger room? Sometimes I do it. I've had where you're sitting, the, yeah. that exact chair. Phil Collin from Def Leppard sat in. Do I need to lick this chair? Rick or? Allen from Def Leppard sat in there. I do. Uh, Rick Ocasek from The Cars has sat right there. Uh, Kevin Kenny from Driving in Crime will be sitting in there on the 22nd of this of September. That's cool. Um, I'm interviewed Shine Down. So, all right. So the first time we interviewed here, I guess we wanted to talk about that. But, uh, that's fine. Uh, when we went across the Blue Moon, any of these guys go over there with you? Or are they, they like on a schedule and like they're in Like the big bands? Out? Yeah, yeah. I, bring, I just bring beer and we drink it in here. Okay. They're, they're not going over there with me. I I mean, they're, they're on a time crunch. But, so I create a lot of great relationships with record labels. Like, I'm very well known with record labels around the country. So, uh, Rick Allen, Rick Allen came in and he did a, fucking hey, dude, sit down. <laughs> I, a, I, a bald Look, I know that I'm a piece of shit. You guys don't need to talk about it while I'm gone. Hey, it looks like someone from a, a, a Halloween Ugh. horror film. <laughs> Right. You look like the first guy to get killed in a Freddy Krueger movie. That's not true. <laughs> That's not He's true. He's the guy who turns into Freddy Krueger. <laughs> no, no, everybody knows that the guy who's killed in a Freddy Krueger movie is not allotted a bathroom break. <laughs> so here's here's when I first, here's when I officially felt like a big deal. Okay. And this is not bragging at all. This is just me being honest. I asked this question. I want to hear it. Yeah. So the the second I really felt like a big deal, I had had like Rico Castor from the Cars in. Phil Collin from Def Leppard, and then Rick Allen, you know, the drummer with one arm, he came in to interview with me, and he was doing like a fleet of interviews that day here in Atlanta, and I just happened to be one that he requested to interview with. Well, one, you know how these doors are really heavy, right? They're soundproof, and so he goes to open it with his one arm, and he can't get it, I go, hey man, let me give you a hand. <laughs> Who says that to Rick Allen of Def Leppard? And so, like, we were going on. Did he accept he did. He did. He said. So we were going on, and he was doing an interview at CNN right after our interview. And the record label, like I said, do we need to wrap up? The record label goes, no, we're going to tell CNN we can't be there till, uh, for another hour. So the record label delayed the CNN interview, CNN interview just so Rick could have more time with me. That's Damn. pretty awesome. I felt like I, that's, that, a good feeling. that's one of the biggest times I've ever How felt. Was he? Oh, he was phenomenal. He was yeah. a sweetheart. He was great. No, that guy, I, I have a ton of respect for him. I read the whole thing about how when he lost his arm, he had this entire rig set up for his snare drum so that he could control it by a foot switch. Yeah. The way that most drummers use the hi-hat. Will you please open me one, sir? I, I was totally aware of that interview that you did, actually. I yeah. think I listened to it, but it's hard to tell. It's been so many years. So long. Such so a, many. Such how did you open that? Because he's sexy. <laughs> All right. Thumbnail mostly, but uh, yeah, when the, when the record label said they were going to delay the CNN one so that he could interview with me longer, I was like, okay, I'm doing something. That's a good feeling. I'm doing something here, yeah. and now record labels reach out to me and not the radio station to do interviews, but well, they reach out to me directly. Well, actually, you know, it's something that's been interesting to me since I started is that like when you 
begin doing music is like you were saying with your friend who thinks that he's going to start playing and just be like the talk of the town. Like you have this idea about who's going to be able to help you and who's going to be influential for what you're doing. And then when you finally get to that point, you realize it's more of like an obvious next step than anything else. And so when you're actually interacting with these people, it's, it's, it's something that's like, it, it's not a surprise to you. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're going to, you think you're going to hit it big and then it's going to be this huge thing for you. But it's, I think it goes both ways. Like, I've heard... Um, Put my pacifier in. <laughs> so, some of my favorite songs are from... She's like, I hate this guy. I hate, I hate this whole thing. She's whole... like, this is my birthday, and <laughs> Daniel are drug me down here to this. Are you fucking done yet? No. <laughs> uh, but either way, some of my favorite songs were from, literally, like, being up Sweetwater, which is in Duluth, and some, like, the smaller bands that play there. You get some just fucking incredible music out of this mm-hmm. stuff. And it's someone who you may never hear of again. And it may be a band that broke up right afterwards, but, you know, a lot of these smaller bands, they're making good music. It takes a lot for things to go right or right. for a band to stay together. There's a ton of good music out there. Sometimes it's just you didn't catch it. And there are places, places like Sweetwater where I've seen the uh, Love Buzzards. And if I remember this other band's name, I'm going to say it, but I can't right now. Uh, where some of their songs, I'm still trying to get on playlists because years later, I'm like, fuck that song there. And I'll go back to like a YouTube live recording of like 2010 or some shit. And I'm like, that's the only version of this song I can get. And I fucking love it. Yeah. So there's good stuff happening everywhere all the time. There's a lot uh, of good talent. That's what the thing is. I call it oversaturation of the market. Like there are so many bands, trying, but there is so much good music out there. Like if you just take the time to look for it, you're going to find tons of stuff that you'll be into. There's no, really good bands that are not good at getting their songs out, and there are really bad bands that are great at getting their songs out. Yeah. Like, you never know what you're going to be hit with. It can be good or bad, and right now I think a lot of people attribute this song is good because it has this many views or it hit this many subscribers or whatever it is, and that's not always the case, unfortunately. No. And a lot of these, it's the best songs in, in the country might be bands that have these 30 views or whatever it is because they just don't have that connection or whatever it may be. There's tons of good music. Go out there and look for it. You'll find it. You know, I told you earlier in the podcast, I, I played Eddie's Attic, the open mic at Eddie's Attic. Mm. It was where John Mayer was discovered. Um, it, it was a thing where I... I at I, Eddie's I, Attic? Yeah. No, he started at Eddie's Attic. They said that the reason that at Eddie's Attic you can only sign up for one open mic at a time is because they call it the John Mayer rule. He was the door guy there for a little while. Signed he just signed himself for every single open mic that they had. And that was where he got discovered. He was just playing the open mics. And John he, Mayer came from Atlanta? Yeah. No, he, well, he moved to Atlanta yeah. with Clay McConnell to specifically become, like, well-known for what he was doing. Wait, wait, he, wait, 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 wait. You just said John Mayer moved here with Clay McConnell. Yeah, Clay, I think it's McConnell. It's Clay is the, uh, is the guy who was his songwriting partner. And they had Clay a, McConnell was in, the Ides of, was in the Ides of June. Okay, no, that's different. It's Clay... McDonald? I don't know. I grew up with Clay McConnell from the yeah, IJJ. Well, Probably not that guy. There's a, <laughs> but John Mayer for sure. No, his songwriting partner was Clay something, right? Aiken. No, it wasn't Aiken. <laughs> but no, it was definitely, and maybe maybe it's the same. I don't know. But it, no, it's it, not. It, it very well could be. But, Clay uh, was really young. Clay was like four years younger than me. No, um, his songwriting partner was this guy that he disagreed with at a certain point. That he decided that he wanted to do more pop music than what they were doing, and they disagreed. Well, John Mayer just decided to keep playing the open mic at Eddie's Attic, 
and eventually was discovered because he won the open mic shootout. They do that biannual thing to do the open mic thing. And he ended up playing South by Southwest Festival, which is where he got his record deal to play uh, Room for Squares, I think, which was the internet release only album that he ended up releasing. But the reason that you know who John Mayer is is because of Eddie's Attic. Mm. And that's something, I played it for the first time uh. last Monday. I'm playing again there on the 26th before our show. And if you want to see an absolutely insane collection of talent, go there. Because I get invited to the venues all the time by people. I'm just Eddie's Attic open mic. I've played a ton of open mics. I've been playing music for 16 years. I've been playing open mics for 10 years. This guy, bragger. <laughs> this guy, this guy hosting the open mic over there is 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 like the basically the the voice of so much talent. It's mind blowing. Like I, like I said, like I've played a ton of open mics, and the idea that. There's this collection of talent in this one place in this one venue on just a Monday night. Yeah, is absolutely insane. You you should go there. Every single act is something that makes me rethink whatever it is I've been doing. I will say Weird. I've heard the most positive things from that open mic versus any other one I've heard. So you do get you know what a lot of good so stuff you say there. you go to the open mic, you hear the talent, and, you, and it makes you think about your own writing process or your own music making process. Well, not my own writing process, but. Definitely, like, what it is I need to work on. Right. And I do know pretty much all of the Ides of June. I know, um, I know Alex, and I know, uh, uh-huh. he's, he's like, do they have beer? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. There was a ghost because there was no one out there. There was a lady there earlier who said, like, hello. It's <laughs> the only thing I saw. Like a lady? I'm a scared right now. Yeah, it was a lady. Like an older lady or a younger lady? I think she was from maybe the 20s. Yeah, yeah okay. Sorry. Black. No, I'm just kidding. No, I I didn't see your face. Obviously, obviously, I've had had a little bit too much to drink because I like I said I know all the Ides of June for the most part. Clay's no longer in the Ides no, of June. No, Clay's not know. in there, and uh, Justin's not in there. Yeah, and uh, it's it's Alex and Dusty. the main guy, Dusty. Yeah. And then uh, um, Clay, Eli, Clay, Eli from the Warsaw Clinic's in there now. It's Clay Cook that was the original writing no. partner for John Mayer. Oh, Clay Cook. Yeah, Clay Cook. Well, that was a horrible fuck-up. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible... You know, it's all know fine. John Mayer's They're both named Clay. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. <laughs> well, Clay Lesbull is a, a much bigger deal to me. Yeah, whatever. Hey, say train fight makes it big, and they get a biopic one day. Who's playing each of you in the biopic? Or biopic, as it's... Well, Jared Leto is obviously playing Daniel. Oh. He, he kind of wish. So, well, no, I don't wish. <laughs> he to, does he act like me or does he act like himself? He's, well, no, he's, he's, I really he's, want a cigarette. Oh, gosh, you can't smoke in these places. No, it's so, oh. radio's so lame these days, I was man. Say, the old radio stations, you'd be like, the heroin's here. And, oh yeah. yeah, Here's the heroin. Here's the coke. Here's the cigarettes. If you're, yeah, I'd if leave you're good, everything in the car. Hootie <laughs> <laughs> who? <do> who? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm thinking some. Starving twenty-eight-year-old in Russia. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He could probably hit me up. Yeah. Play play me well. It's not going to be the name of somebody. Oh, I don't know Russian names very well. Yeah. Jared Leto is flattering, though. Yeah. No, we know. We know. (laughs) But he believes in some weird shit, and I don't necessarily have crazy beliefs. All right. Rapid fire. Let's go. Come on. All right. Answer the question. No. You don't want to answer. (laughs) No. Go ahead. Let's see what happens. I'm cool. I just already mixed up Clay's in this interview. Who's playing you in a biopic? Who's playing me? Probably Willem Dafoe. William Dafoe. No, Willem. 
It's William Defoe. Willem. That is not true. W I L L E M. Well, screw you, Chad. <laughs> Come over here. No, it's okay. My... You mess right. up the Willems. I mess up the, the Clays. And... I'm sorry. Know. I'm sorry to the Eyes of June for Who's fucking the up their their guy? member thing. Cats. Do you there. trust them? No. I don't. I don't remember. Not at all. Because I don't. They'll eat your face. If the moon were made of cheese, would you eat it if it was sold in America? 100%, yes. Yeah, moon can you cheese? Ima- can you imagine how expensive the moon cheese would be? It'd be okay. I mean, I because I paid $25 for two trillies at the concert the other night. Well, it'd be like everything else in America. It's cheap at first, and then it gets expensive once they realize they're running out. I feel like that one's going to be expensive because the moon's pretty famous. Yeah, no, well. What's one thing you're super passionate about? Besides music. Besides yeah, music. Yeah, you can't say music. Uh, uh, no musical answers. It's going to sound lame, but I really... I'm, Really passionate about um, video games. I like them. I made a lot of really good friendships on them. Um, I play them very well. Oh, and Magic the Gathering used, used to be my biggest passion. Oh, that's really lame. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Jessica! Comedy. Jessica's my passion! Comedy. Is, 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 that's my thing. I've done stand-up comedy a couple times. So I know. I've thought about having you on here for your comedy. It's been about two years. Michael J- Michael has mentioned your name for comedy. Better than you'd think from this. Well, he's never been to one of mine because he's a piece of shit, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're all... You, you should give Michael credit because when I started wanting to get into the comedy venture here on the podcast, Michael mentioned your name. Well, it's cool. I've been doing comedy long enough that I feel like I had someone on Twitter steal my joke. No. And I could get into that later, but he definitely stole my fucking joke. That You're going to say thank you, Michael. No, not Michael. Whatever. No, say thank you, I already you, said Michael's a cool guy. Well, he mentioned your name. Michael is a cool guy. Thank you, Michael. And I'm absolutely not being forced. If you had to to lose one of your senses, one of your five senses, what are the five senses? Hearing, smell. Taste, touch, and sight. Oh, wow. You're a smart man. False. (laughs) Wait, is that sense? To detect falseness? (laughs) (laughs) If you had to lose one of the five, which one are you losing? I'm going touch. Oh, God, no. Well, it'd be taste for me, because if you lose touch, you lose taste, and if you lose smell, you lose taste. So I don't that. know what that means. That was, that was <laughs> really in-depth. <laughs> no, well, if you can't... I would s- like to get jobs where you don't have... I don't know, like, I feel like if you... Well, no, I guess this still damaged me if yeah. I touch something really hot. I'm still See, I, I, I can get any job without the sense of taste, so I'm good. Well, I know yeah, if yeah. you don't have smell, you don't have taste, and I, and I think touch is very similar to that whole thing. I'm not sure, but, you know, whatever. Like, does losing the sense of touch mean is losing your arms? I just thought about that. No, that's a different thing. If you don't have your <laughs> that arms, that's enough. <laughs> God, you want to lose the right. sense of touch? And you know, she's no, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You said rapid fire. He's like, all right. Now we're, all right, now touch we're all in anyway. trouble. Uh, she doesn't want to be touched again. That's going great. Taste. This is fine. And that is also <laughs> not against you. I know you're taking a fist to all these. Also, not just. Lose a taste His fiance is right in the room. Uh, five senses he can lose. Like, I like to lose a sense of touch with my fiance right in the room. I just want to be able to like grab hot things and like, move them around. I don't know what my plan was. You really did not think about that answer. <laughs> Damn you, alcohol. I can't wait to yell that. What the fuck was that, baby? What the fuck were you talking touch? about in there? Really? You really to touch you, again? <laughs> Shit, just got in me. You never want to touch me again in your life? You know what? Let's have any, move on. Have any of y'all ever had a pet or an animal? Yeah. What's the best memory you have with a pet or an animal? Oh, my God. What? Pet or an animal. Or a, I thought you oh, said... Oh, I definitely have a worst. A pet... <laughs> we would go that route instead. I thought you I said a, good ones. a pet or an animal, and I was like, what's a fucking pet or an animal? <laughs> <laughs> 
Why are you such an asshole, <laughs> Chad? One word. I, All Chads I are assholes. That, I did that last time. Oh. You, you asked, what would you not do for $5 million? And I was like, wait a second. What do you mean? What would you not do? Would I not do it for $5 million? Or would I not do it? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, yeah. Chad. Why do Chads have to be such pricks? Has he had a pet? I'm would, lost. Would you, no, like, no, would I avoid doing it, or would I... Don't do your animals, Chad. Would they offer, past that. Would, would we, I not do it, or would they offer me $5 million? We're not asking the $5 million question. <laughs> no, I know. I brought that up from last time. It's no fun. pet is safe with $5 million of Chad in the room. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. <laughs> My favorite memory. You want to be a guest on the Scud Podcast? <laughs> That'd be really fun. <laughs> She's our HR person. <laughs> uh, she's head of HR. So I'm are sure you really? She's, she's oh God, don't. This, like, then why that. are why, why the fuck is she in here? She's the one. You she invited her more than I did. With this <laughs> this podcast is a walking HR nightmare. Oh, without a doubt. We'll talk about dicks and everything. The sex dicks and... aren't going to throw her off. The other stuff, though, <laughs> maybe. That's actually why Ricky's not here. Dicks and dicks and dicks. What would you do if one of your employees was talking like this? Hmm. Ah, if it's so management. HR managers play favorites. Nice. Different uh, repercussions for management. Repercussions. Got him. Got him. <laughs> First off, Chad, you should feel bad. I'm yep. accepting his advice. Yep. You're piece very of, upset yep. about it. piece of shit. Different repercussions. 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 I'm sorry. Let me preface this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we skip the, about pets. <laughs> we're gonna skip the, that question. We're gonna go to a new one. I had uh, a dog stealing my sandwich once. Go ahead. <laughs> if tomorrow was your last day on Earth, what are you gonna do with your last twenty-four hours? It can't be playing a show, playing music, and it can't for you be spending the day with your fiance. Oh, you're there no matter what, <laughs> because she's in the room. So, okay. So personally, I would like to go out. To the mountains, um, probably get out towards a lake, and I would probably just spend the day drinking beer and relaxing. Like, kind of boring, but I feel like if I'm going to sit there and just die, I'm just going to go fucking hang out for a little bit. No, this is an easy one. Hard drugs. Like, yeah, like tons of hard drugs. I mean, like, if you know the science behind hard drugs, you know that dopamine and serotonin are only produced at a certain level in your brain. So if you can have something that produces... 1,600 times the regular dopamine production and keeps your dopamine from draining in your brain, yeah, that's the way to go. Okay, I'd like to adjust my statement to, uh, I'm going to do hard drugs and drive as fast as I can on the freeway in the wrong direction and see how far I can make it. Someone asked me. What what would you do? I would rob a bank. Why? Because fuck it. Would there be hard drugs in the bank? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would do hard drugs before I robbed the bank. Chemically, that's the only thing that makes sense. Like, you can feel a certain level of happiness, but with hard drugs. And I think that we can all agree the reason that we all don't do hard drugs is because we have, like, futures and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if it you didn't have that... Yeah, if you didn't have that... If I had 24 hours to live, I'd rob something. I would just go in and be like, Give me all your fucking money! And then I just probably get the so money and go do something. You want to spend your last day getting shot? Actually, if you're going to go out, yeah. why not go out getting shot? <laughs> Shit, I'm not getting shot on the lake. My my answer sucks. No, now. before fuck I go, I want to go on a lake after I rob a bank and fucking get shot at. I, I recently discovered fun. that you can get shot and not really understand. No, what's going on because the last day of your life, 
Like, if you have one day and you want to rob something, I'm buying, I have enough money, I'm going to buy, like, you know, bulletproof bodysuit. I'm buying all the machine guns I can just to stay safe. I'm going to get, like, special grenades. <laughs> and like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going out and make sure I've got the armory for it, but, you know, just in case. In case Maybe. I got to go out swinging, you know, but, you know. That would be interesting. Oh my god! Fuck you! <laughs> I still think it's right there. I don't think you should miss it. I mean, I don't want <laughs> I don't want people to find beer bottles. So they they let us drink here, but they say Jackson clean well, up. That's okay. I've that made everything, a- and Jessica's picked up everything he's missed. Daniel was, always right. gets it in the hole. That was a, that was a beer cap <laughs> all the time. Yeah. What? That was a beer cap. It's still a miss. Yeah. It's still beer paraphernalia. Yeah, no, yeah. whatever. Radio's not as cool as it used to be. We can't have beer hard drugs and beer in here. I mean, people well, that was always all- against the rules, but you still did it. People always drink in here no matter what. Like, all the shows do. As I said, there's no way any of these guys are coming in here and not drinking. Oh, no, people smoke pot in here. Yeah, I was going to say, or that. Well, what the hell? No, <laughs> you can't ask. You got to be big enough to <laughs> not ask. <laughs> it's the thing. Yeah, yeah. We're still like, can Holy we shit, this? we've been going an hour and 50 minutes. In 50 minutes or 15? Happy birthday, 50. Jessica. 50. What do you have <laughs> for your birthday later? Ooh, we did stuff earlier and yesterday. Well, you, you can cut some of this, oh, right? Tell me I'm gifts. not cutting any of this. Well, some tell, of this is tell, horrible. Tell them the gifts. But... Tell them the gifts they got you. All right, I'll tell them. Donkey Kong on Nintendo Switch. Kind of a big deal. Hey, you just make sure to tell the Ides of June. I'm sorry for mixing them up with I, John I don't Mayer. delete anything off the podcast <laughs> unless the it's Ides like, of June hate us, especially unless you. it's unless no, it's out cool. of line. I don't delete anything except for breaths and I've like been long friends on the internet with Dusty as long as I've been friends with you. So the Ides of June, yeah, they're cool. But I've I've partied with Dusty since we were like nine years old. Well, that's cool. We grew up cool. together in Blairsville. Well, that's good that I think that they're good guys instead of you know not good guys. But you know, mm. okay. well, I have a that, question. Ask me a question. What's a nice restaurant around here? Ooh, oh, good question. A cheater? Oh, uh, I got. Uh, yeah, you got Marlowe's Tavern. Yep. You've got uh, Takamak. Okay. You've got Sushi Nami right across the street. Yep. Good sushi. We have a Sushi Nami up in uh, Swanee. I, I fully support. Yeah, I care about your Swanee. Think I care about your Swanee. Marlowe's Tavern is the greatest because we also have a Marlowe's Tavern in Swanee, but they refuse to sing you your birthday song. That's what I like about Marlowe's. I love Marlowe's. I love Marlowe's. That's that's the greatest place. They got to sing to me. No. No, they should sing to me. No, I like that they they refute this whole customer service bullshit. All right, I'm going to do it real quick. I'm going to do it real quick. Hold on. (laughs) No one please say anything. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jessica. Happy birthday to you. Woo! Thank you. You're welcome. You don't have to thank him for that. <laughs> She's not good in the spotlight. She's great, but she uh, she likes to stay in the background. Yeah. See, Asia, she she likes the spotlight with me. She's very like you know in, like, in the shit like, in the shit with so, me. I think she's beautiful and she's smart. <laughs> Who, Asia or Jessica? Jessica. I was about to say. And Asia probably, but Jessica for sure. And she should jump on here. Here's my girlfriend. We've been dating for two months. You're sweet. Where were we at in that one? We were at the Breaking Benjamin concert. That was at the concert. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. How's Benjamin? 
Dude. <laughs> He's breaking. Dude, Three Days Grace <laughs> is probably the best out of them. So, okay. So, Three Days Grace, when I was growing up, I thought his vocals were incredible. Well, they have a different singer now. Then that sucks. So they're good too. Yeah, yeah, he's good too. <laughs> Who was it? Adam Gantier? Yeah, they, they changed a few years ago. See, I thought he was amazing. Whenever I, was, I mean, I guess that was pretty young when they came out. Yeah, and Chevelle, they're, they're, it's the same lineup, but they look like they're th- mid 30s or early 30s. They look like they're in their early 30s. The Brangin Benjamin singer, I thought, was always great. Yeah. And if you look at that, uh, he was on Conan when they, like the first year they started. Like they look <laughs> like they're in high school or some <clears throat> shit. And he fucking. I mean, it's pretty raw, but, I mean, he does a great job on Conan. I can't imagine being his age and going on Conan and fucking killing it like that. They are so heavy in concert, though. I heard that, so I read something. They were like, okay, we saw them in concert, and they scream a lot more than I thought they would. Yeah. We should have gone to that. We were in the pit for it. We were, like, right to... They have a pit? No, we were at Ameris. Okay. Uh, we, were at the, we were right, like, the stage was from me to you. That's just being part of the radio station, getting perks. Shit, how do we get a radio station? Does she have to talk more for us to get a radio station perks? <laughs> no, you have to give me. You have to give me sexual favors. Perfect. Can I? I'll wear a wig. Send my favors through other people. <laughs> you can send me videos. Fuck it, I'll do it. You can send me videos of you know just you. I'd like to meet Whitechapel. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to send me videos of you pleasuring yourself. Oh, man. Well, there's a ton of those out there. I was going to say, do I pick my favorite or do you just want to look through a list? Pick your least favorite. Pick the dirtiest (laughs) one. My least favorite. The one with the angles wrong. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This one I... Never mind. My balls are hairy. That's the reason he works where he works now. A little droopy. (laughs) Is it lazy? No. But but if I drink too much, I'll shut one. How awkward was that? (laughs) That's a little lazy. I'll shut it. Yeah. Are we okay with this? Jeez. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Did you okay. shoot Desire or something? No. Yeah, no, Sorry, what? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's almost as bad as getting the Ides of June mixed up with John Mayer's name. Clay McConnell? Clay Matthew, Cook. Matthew McConnell's it's Clay Cook. Actor, you stop saying his name. He doesn't even live in the state anymore. Oh, I love shit. Clay McConaughey. You love, do you love Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> Who's that? Huh? All right, guys. <laughs> This was fun. We did an hour and 52 minutes. All right. Can Train we, fight. Do we have time for our eight-minute acapella song? All right, you get, uh, you get a minute to plug whatever you want. Go. Okay. Um, Rosie and the Rat Dogs, Bleach Garden, The Buzzards of Fuzz, obviously the Ides of June since I fucking embarrassed the shit out of myself here. <laughs> um, Death of Kings, uh, A-Rippin Productions, 529, The Earl. What else? Uh, State of Unrest. Yeah, State of Unrest. There you go. Um, you got anything else? Nothing else? You can also plug anything you want about Train Fight. I was say, Macaroni Grill has like really good macaroni cheese. Nobody cares about Train Fight. When's your next show? Next uh, Wednesday. All right, plug it. 28th. Plug. August 28th, Smith's Old Bar. We're playing a show. And no one's gonna be there because no one ever comes to our fucking. I'll that's, be there. That's not true. There was a. <coughs> there was a guy. Doesn't matter. Smith's yeah, Bar. No, we did a, their setup. That place is great. You can drink at it and you can watch the show. There was that a place guy. Is actually, a lot of fun now. Yeah, there was a guy there at the last show. He came to the show. Yeah. Chad had too much to drink. Huh? He thought you were trained. <laughs> what? He thought y'all were trained. <laughs> no, we're tra- we're trained. First off, we did drop the Jupiter. We're and tra- he hated. We're it. trained to fight. We're not trained for anything else. <laughs> that's not true. 
No, you thought you were the band train. Yeah. Shout out Nathan Williams, Rick Brown. Someone's like, oh, we got trains playing in Atlanta. Let's go. <laughs> Shit, I didn't see the fight yeah. part. <laughs> we did deal with that a little bit when we started. Train, train, fight. Did you guys come up you know, with your name from those guys? No. I doubt with that zero. Yeah. Can I, is that a phrase? Have y'all wrote a similar thing to Me, Virginia? What is that? Is that Train? Is that a song? Yeah. Oh, no shit. That song's not terrible. You didn't know Train say Me, Virginia? No, I thought it was Drops of Jupiter. That song sucks. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I, gotta hear, I gotta beer. listen to both these songs now. I've also been drinking, so I could have all kinds of shit. No, you know what? Fuck music. Fuck music. <laughs> do you know Acid Bath? No. You don't know Acid? Dax um, Riggs? Do you know Dax Riggs? No. He plays in Atlanta a lot. Oh. So so Acid Bath was a like metal band in the 90s, like late 80s, early 90s. And then Dax Riggs was the lead singer. <laughs> this doesn't have to be on air. This is just for you. Oh, Next time he comes in, that guy's amazing. Like now he just does his own shit and goes out and sings it. And it's fucking incredible. Yeah. Guess whose podcast I've talked about doing a collab with? Dax Shepard. No shit. Yeah. I like that what? guy. He's pretty funny. Yeah. The um, fucking a, the, uh, the jail one. Jail movie. Yeah. Let's not take me to jail, let's, is let's it? Kristen Bell's ex-husband or husband. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> currently Bell. married to yeah. her. Yeah. I'm not sure. I thought they were both, I thought they were still married. She had the... They are still married. She had a crush I was thinking of crowd. I was thinking of Chris... I was thinking of Chris Pratt and his uh, former flame. Just make sure to tell him to check out Train <coughs> Fight. Because we only got one fan so far. <laughs> this is... <laughs> first off, sir. Yeah, I gotta do some more social have, media stuff. We have 15 No. Fans. Fuck social media. I love 15 separate Facebook accounts. <laughs> I'm glad you, you got clips of me saying fuck music and fuck social media, so... Yeah. We're good so far. I mean, pretty much we've done everything we we meant to do here. So. I like Dax Shepard a lot. I yeah, like no, he's some awesome. of the things he's acted in. If you do get to talk to him, tell him that people like him. And we're glad he's out there. Are you driving them? Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I still got to record my radio show after this. Oh. All right. Yeah, we what? should. We should get out of here. Hey. You this, don't do that live? This is for you. This is not for me. You don't want to keep this? No. Give it to me. No, no, no. I'm the last person I want to have it. I got it. <laughs> or about to end the podcast. Yeah, we're done. No, I know. I'm taking it home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bad idea. Dang. I'll drink it later and reminisce on all the shit I said wrong. Like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. You guys talk about whatever you it's want. It's only when your mouth is open. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, just make sure all empty beers are in there and nowhere else. So I got to take that with me after this. Everything you missed. That's you cool. Thanks, baby. You're That's a good. great person. <laughs> that was at least like three things she Yeah. Brought. Yeah, you owe her. Okay. Maybe like a meal. Okay. Or uh, it's her a trip to Italy. Ooh, whatever. Yeah. You just bring me back when you do stand-up stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you well, in spite of him, bring me back for no reason. Just to hang out and have a friendly conversation, right? <laughs> Drink Pacificos. Nah, nah, none of that. <laughs> Fuck that. All right, Talk about train that. fight on the Scoped Podcast. <laughs> Guys, you got to do one thing for me next time you come on. All right. got to wear something tight, baby. Mm. Okay. I'm assuming you're talking about pants, so I got you. Talking about all clothes. Oh, all right. Wear it tight. Okay. If you come back on too, I'm sorry. You got to wear something tight too. Oh, you're coming. Later tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs>